0: I find in me that reminds me of you, and it's kindness, it's patience, it's honesty, it's accountability, and it's love. How's everybody feeling?
1: <laughs> it saved me doing this podcast in a way that I don't say lightly. Like I was not in a good place mentally.
0: Can I be honest? I suggested that for that very reason, for you to understand, you're never, you're never alone. Who in this room feels lonely? Raise your hands. The acceptance of what is. Is the first step to any type of transformational change. There has been times where I want to validate what I
1: feel my own sense of manhood is. I know you can see a version of me that's this, but I don't. That's not who I am. I'm not. I'm not that thing. I'm not that thing. You are a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul.
2: Spill the special now streaming only on ThinkEdenMedia.com.
1: Around in here, my Okay. That's 100% on, right? <laughs> Does Eliza know what happened last
3: week? I, I watched the whole podcast, and at the beginning, you were like, the audio was not on. Oh, that, that was day. last time. That was last time, and you had to use the, the camera's audio, didn't you? Last so week, the same thing happened. But it even oh,
1: worse. Last week, I was in the conversation is? and there was no SD card in the thing oh. the whole time. So we've just been recording the air. Whole, the You're whole time. joking. The whole time. We Could were, you even
3: use it? So you couldn't use the camera or nothing? We that?
1: used the camera in the end. We used the camera in the end. But, oh. Like ethical cleanup. It, <laughs> it was very
0: stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to see this guy actually. I've never seen him lose his temper. I dropped really? my I, One I, conversation, I once actually, where I spoke to him about something and he didn't like it and he phoned me back <sighs> two minutes later. He's like, brother, I didn't really enjoy the way you. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is the nicest anger guy ever, nice but last week, guy. Eliza, I saw really? this guy and Thank I was like, you, he's about to switch. Seriously? Yeah, his 10, eyes Luke. got really narrow, but this grin, <laughs> it was a fixed grin, I went, they think he's alright, he's not alright. I was
3: like,
0: Now he's
1: like, he's gonna kill people.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, everyone,
1: welcome to Spill, thanks so much for tuning in. We are unbelievably excited hey. to introduce our first hey. ever guest on Come the show on. today. She's one of the most incandescent, transformative and exciting actors working in the industry. Tell She's one of the stars of, ne- of the number one Netflix show, The Last Kingdom, playing Tell the unforgettable Lady Elgid. And she just recently landed back in the UK after five months in Tenerife shooting a brand new series for Sky, A Town Called Malice, playing the role of Carly. If you've seen her work, you'll know that she is a real one. Oh. She's a real one. A real one. She's ridiculous. Aside from her already incredible career so far, she is universally known as one of the kindest, most caring humans, but everyone fortunate enough to spend time with her. I also know firsthand she's a beautiful singer, and maybe lesser known, she can do an incredibly accurate impression of a baby crying. She did that with her mouth closed, and we I genuinely yourself. thought, <laughs> I, thought <laughs> something, I, I thought something <laughs> I that's freaky, it's that's scared. Like no, no, do it
0: <laughs>
3: one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh That is freaky. <laughs> oh my gosh, Eliza, what are you doing? She's <laughs> it. Oh I know, terrifying. That's incredible. Going to, oh I swear, Lord. it's the only reason I got let into drama school. Because they were like, who can do something a bit weird? And I was like, I'll show you. And they were like, whoa! <laughs> They're like, she'll be useful in the wings. You that know, set, set it up and it scared
1: me. Out, me. Scared me. Scar- I know. I, you, se- I, I set, set that up and it just jump jumped. <laughs> jumped. That was unbelievable. I'm very sonic. Very accurate. Too intense. Too much. A truly beautiful soul. We are so honoured to welcome Eliza Butterworth. to still. Woo! You Oh, oh, my, God. My, God. oh, oh my, God. my God, that
3: was the <laughs> loveliest intro of my whole life. I could die now. <laughs> <laughs> Angels, thank you so much for having me It's oh such an
1: honour How are you, my love? How's oh, so everything? so
3: good, thank you The best for being with you guys honestly. Oh my gosh, this is
1: really so nice As soon as you go up like, we, were, we were kind of quietly sitting And like, quite chilled And as soon as you arrived, We were like, wow <laughs> Everybody <like>, really <laughs> got really excited yeah. Really quickly yeah, 100% oh, oh, uh, So, you just got back from Tenerife, right?
3: Yes, from Tenerife We were filming um, for five months there oh, um, On a Sky project Which is really funky mm. That's set in the 80s um, Called A Town Called Malice So, it's our first season And it's, it's really awesome Awesome, super unique, and I just loved it. How was how it?
1: How do you find that? So you have five months is a while, right? How five do you find months, yeah. being away that, for that long and sort of being away from comforts? And-
3: that's such a good question, but I'm quite used to it now. It's become a funny thing. Like, I remember our longest shoot was eight months in Budapest for season five of The Last Kingdom, and that mm. was like really long and what was scary about that was in, in the second lockdown and in Hungary it was so strict they had like 8pm curfews oh you weren't allowed in the country unless you had employment status so it meant no visitors no family no friends no partners oh, and like it was just an extreme version so because I then went through that and I was like okay that's like Preps the hardest perhaps you for everything yeah. so in a way when Tenerife came around which is gorgeous like to be working somewhere like yeah. that yeah. I just felt so grateful like it's <laughs> it's weirdly it's like one of the best parts actually being an actor to go you don't know where your life's going to go one week to the next and all of a sudden you get a call going okay now you're going to move to wherever and you're like whoa you know that's the most exciting part in a way you know once you or maybe if you get a job or whatever that you can go to these places yeah yeah, I loved it I loved it but it is hard to be away and like um, so I had family and friends visit and my boyfriend things like that so that was just stunning but yeah it felt like more free that you could go in between whereas in Budapest in season five The Last Kingdom that was hardcore it was rough but we loved it and we we kind of had to create a family together Yeah had to, to, to not survive because it was well, awesome kind of to low. get to work, but kind of yeah. with the emotional, psychological ups and downs of not being able to rely on the, the usual people you could see. Mm. It was like, we had to create a family with us and luckily they are the loveliest bunch of people in the world. So like, it wasn't hard to, you know, have an amazing time. <laughs> sure. um, and yeah, it was wicked. It was if anything, it made season five more like emotionally there. Like there's something about it. Like we tapped into all kinds of things. Um, oh yeah. No, no. She's getting low. Like who's who's getting low? Flow rider? Is <laughs> it flow rider? Is
2: it low? low, is low. No No, no, no. Lil Jon? Is it Yeah, ma- voila-
3: low, đúng- low, g- low, 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 low. Is it flow rider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Lil Oh my it? Don't know my rap. Don't know my brother rap. You're always rapping, aren't you? Yeah. Always. You know I love a lip sync. I know you love a lip sync. Yeah. I love a Skepta lip sync. Oh
0: my gosh! We just. Oh my.
1: <laughs> Don't hear me! Don't hear me!
2: <laughs> She's ready. She's um, she ready. But, but yeah. So, so
1: yeah. So how? Like, do you, obviously, the last game was some heavy stuff going on. The mm. Last game was fans of the show, obviously, will know, and I really want to get into that mm. in depth in a little minute, but, great. like, do you yeah, Sean's into it, right? <laughs> my little brother is
0: a, r- a ridiculous fan, oh, like, thanks. and he helped me kind of. <laughs> 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 no, seriously. And then because I was aware of the plotline and stuff, when Lucas said I was like, oh my gosh, because. Also, the character you play, there's so much depth, and especially you're looking at women at that time, yes. and also how respected her view is, but how she delivers it yeah. to her husband, the king. And I went okay there's crazy dimensions mm,
2: here. Um, that's so
3: true that's an amazing angle to look at actually that's one of my favourite parts I think of The Last Kingdom is that the female characters there's no stereotypes in anyone yes. nobody's um, sort of like hindered by their their role or whatever or the stereotypical yeah. role or position is everyone's actually doing all kinds of things like half of the females in the show are warriors you know yeah. but I like that no one comments on it they're not then no one says ever oh there's a woman in the battle there's a, oh yeah 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 no it's just it's a given that we all do what we need to do and yeah. it's beautiful and then there are really powerful women like my character is the wife of King Alfred the Great, so yeah. she was extremely powerful. But also, in a sense, there's a couple of scenes where she acknowledges she has to know her duty, know her role within it, but within that she's playing the game. So mm. she can also use that to her advantage yeah. in a sense. Um, and then her daughter who's Lady Ethelfled in real life becomes like one of the first female leaders of Mercia. And um, I'll never forget Millie Brady who's like the most fabulous person ever. She's she played she's fantastic. Right. Oh my gosh. And she's she plays my daughter where only like six months partners i that's yeah, yeah. I'm like, my, my kid and I've got grandkids oh the whole thing is wild um, but it, within it we went to um, the celebration of fled in a place called Tamworth in England okay. um, and they had like a, a church and they had like an honorary celebration of her because that's where she was buried and they had this big like stained glass window and we were all invited as like the royal family so it was like David Dawson who played King Alfred, Timothy Innes Jeez. who's my son, King Edward and then Millie Brady so as the royal family we all rocked oh, up to cool, Tamworth man. like <laughs> it was so cute and then seeing this, like, stained glass window, she was, like, uh, a knight. She had, like, the full gear on. She had, like, a sword. And that's in this window forever. And I was, like, we looked up at it and I was, like, isn't that dope that you played that woman? And she's... What an amazing image that is for little girls to see. And mm-hmm. any, anyone, little boys, anyone to see that um, this woman was leading this whole kingdom, if yeah. you like, a thousand years ago. It was a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago. ago. Thousand ago. Years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. Sick. So when I think of it like that, I'm, like, that's just... Amazing. She was like, yeah, it really hit her how that is such an important role to represent. Yeah. Um, and I, they do a beautiful job in The Last Kingdom of, you know, expressing all of the, the, the women within it. And and everyone is so entangled, like the familial relationships are stunning and that yeah. gets really wild by mm-hmm. season five. All the family's like, so
2: <laughs> I, I love all that stuff.
3: Give me an emotional scene any day. I'm
1: like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just watched, um, I think it's episode five of season five, mm-hmm. five. episode four. Fat right, for yeah, when, oh, right. I don't want to give any spoilers because mm-hmm. I mean, it's been out for a
3: minute, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's a, but like, there's a scene with you in in prayer mm-hmm. that destroyed me. Oh, look at me! I've re- rewound it like ten times. Seriously, it's, there's a level of depth to it and and um, nuance that is unattainable to a lot of actors, I think. Oh. And and I was wondering, like, do you? Well, for, oh, so many things about this, but like. you first what did you learn from her like from playing Mm -hmm. that character so so long and it's so in your body it feels by the end of season five yeah what did you what did you feel like did did you feel like you know I'm sure you did but what did you feel like you learned from how did it imbue how did her character imbue upon you
3: stay with us we'll be right
2: back
0: purpose isn't something you capture it captures you but you can aid the process by being available and investing in your gift purifying the intention of its use every day Because like your gift, purpose leaves traces, love, light, and pure intention.
2: Spill Volume 1, available on paperback from thinkedenmedia.com.
3: That is such a stunning question. But by the way, thank you so much. You're so kind, You're so sweet. Oh, yeah, um, that's just
1: facts. It's not. It's well, 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 I was movie. being kind. It's just, it's just true. I'm just like reading <laughs> off them. Like, oh, that's true. You are just the kindest <laughs> angel,
3: honestly. Um, cause I I really enjoy those emotional scenes because I feel like I was actually saying this to my boyfriend today. I feel like such a maternal person. I don't have any children, mm. but I had to from from season one. I was 21 when I got the job, and I was already a mother in the show. So I already knew I have to get into the mentality 21. of what's it like to be a mother, and yeah. I don't have kids. So I of children of my own one day but um, it's all just this sense of like tapping into something I'm not but something I can recognise in my own mother wow. um, other mothers that I know and so and I adore my mother we have a, an amazing relationship yeah. and I just literally look up to her so if anything I was drawing from what I know from her like our dynamic and her like protectiveness and, but then ferocity when needed Definitely. you know like the discipline side and this lady Elsa is such a ferocious person especially by the end when she you know loses her husband she's so alone in her fight then to you know keep these kingdoms together right. in the name of Alfred there's, there's so much pressure and responsibility so even though I was loads younger than the character especially by the end I was like well, what 62 I was like well, what <laughs> I was like, like that's such a nano I was like Damn. but I actually really love those roles because naturally as well and this answer your question Lucas because i just i'm quite a silly like woo, flighty person and i'm quite and she's the complete opposite she's like and there's a mm. sense of like oh, I have to draw on the complete opposite of myself to play this person. And I love that stuff. I actually way prefer playing characters that are so far away, like age, physicality, voice, the, the whole transformation of it. Not to sound like mad pretentious, but no, it's I just, true. I love it. And well, I can see a place to go with it. Whereas if I get an audition for like, it says like 29 year old girl from I'm like, I don't know what to
2: do with uh, that. <laughs> do with that? that.
3: And I feel like I'm boring. I'm like, I'm that, I, I don't know how to do that. I actually don't know how to play people my own age, which is weird. But the yeah. minute they're like... So 65 year old battle axe from Saxony I'm like wow, give me that I just love
0: it why do you think that is like what, I feel like I was going to ask if she hung out with either like your grandparents or older members of your family where okay cool mm-hmm. and everyone in this room you has probably already. been you do yeah. you know you a family thing and sometimes you get a bit excited mm-hmm. and sometimes an older member of the family might be like children this is a big people's conversation where, but you are taking in everything that they're saying and yeah. you you with your cousins you make fun of do impressions and I sat and I went she's been hanging out with older people yeah
3: mm. that is exactly bang on Sean you're genius no, <laughs> no. You, do the same, you do the
0: same thing like the, you know you,
3: yeah, yeah. Because I'm an only child, my parents had me when they were quite older. Like my mum was like 41 and my dad was 45, okay. so I was mm-hmm. the only one they could kind of have. And so I meant, meant I grew up with a lot of adults. So even on the street I grew up in mm-hmm. in Lincoln, like a sw- really sweet street. At the, like the youngest person on that street, part for me, it was like you know someone who's like 56. So literally, <laughs> they they were my homies. Like hanging out with these people, like,
2: mm, mm. so cute.
3: Yeah, yeah. On the streets, like chess. <laughs> and so like in that sense, I like grew up around adults. So I was really good at talking to adults. Um, and have like almost an affinity with them in a sense, and a high respect for them, yeah. and yeah. And there's something about that that particular role where it required such like piety, defiance, um, strength, and ferocity, and intelligence, and uh, but but like in a way that's almost like she doesn't care what anyone else thinks of her as I I'm so self-conscious like I naturally care so much what people yeah. think of me and I'm such a natural people pleaser so right. it was actually such a relief to get to play someone like that and go oh I have that within me and this is the one place I can express it without feeling bad because it's my job so in a way I'm allowed to be vicious because sometimes she's nasty to be, she's yeah. sentencing Uhtred to death in the first three seasons left right and centre um, and she can be so callous but I would never naturally even think the way she does so to then tap into that for a job and to have this creativity. It's liberating, exactly. It's so liberating. And that's why I loved that role and I loved what they did with it. By the end, they they just made up all kinds of crazy stuff to do because she's no longer in the books. Like, um, after King Alfred's death, she sort of goes off and we, you know, assume maybe she's gone to a nunnery. She's obviously, fo- you know, followed religion, followed her duty. Mm-hmm. But within this this sort of screenplay of it, they're like, well, fuck it, we gonna do whatever we want. So yeah. they did and they just, like, wrote this crazy stuff and then by season five, I'm like, kill someone, Not to, like, ruin it, but, like, there's, there's all kinds of mad stuff that pops off that yeah. you just would never imagine this character to do. So I'm so lucky and grateful that they saw... You know, whatever in me to go, okay, we're going to allow her to play this role even further, and that she's going be gonna to become a, like a hero character. And
2: well, yeah. so
3: I loved it. I was like, if anything, that is going to all sound really pretentious. I thought sort of No, not at all. none of that hit. No, none no, of no, that not, it. And hit. It is yeah. And it's about acting. And Lucas, you're an actor, like, you know exactly, like, it's just. And Sean, are you an actor as well? Because I know you're the most no, phenomenal Sean, singer I've ever heard Sean in my life. You it, don't so.
0: hear Sean <laughs> sing. No, no, like, no idea. I, I, because of obviously you guys, I get to just chill out and taking lots of information and I like to watch in depth because really? I, yeah because I think sometimes for the things that us as creatives look for out of life mm-hmm. you you're required to to observe more than you say
2: yeah absolutely and so
0: it's just sometimes kind of I think that what you do is you're the greatest storytellers yeah. on the screen and yeah. you get to put across people's messages their stories their experiences yeah. in a way that is 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 beautiful and it's is excellent and so if you can sometimes just take it in and i so lucas was doing a tape mm-hmm. for something quite prestigious Wow. and eliza i remember talking to him a couple of days before this guy yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> eliza. This guy. and i said to him, I <laughs> this i know you've a, like you're, you're you're moving into like a, what i call a space of excellence had already like hired the costume that fit the period and the time, like was going to shut himself off like, in terms of phone and digital stuff like five hours before he did it, just so he could be like, no, this is the time period, this is where I am. And I just went, Love that. to commit to that level of excellence, you really understand the nature of the message that the person's trying to give. Yeah. And it's why I enjoyed your performance, especially in The Last Kingdom, and even talking to my brother about it, it was because you encapsulated something that women naturally have Mm. but weren't allowed to show. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it evolve over the seasons Mm. and then it gave me an idea into how she is as a woman and how through her performance she can inspire a whole bunch of young women to a level of excellence in preparation before you even hit the stage mm. <laughs> before the camera oh, rolls. Sure. no but so sweet. You, but do you understand what i'm saying and so yeah. when a person is that committed and that's what my opening offer is yeah then you deserve my attention i can sit here and i can appreciate it and understand even though i don't live in your world or work in your world in that way it's, you know, it's comparative in terms of what we do music, but obviously it's, uh, it's melody and it's sound and it's band and it's rhythm and well, stuff.
1: But you have, Sean has an unbelievable um, ability to discern information from stories. Yeah. Like, like to, to, maybe it's because you're so well-versed in, like, Scripture and stuff, wow. but but there's there's a, an ability that you have. Though. That's the nicest thing you've ever said, Tom. Oh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. The last oh, thank you, oh, just,
3: thank you. Just trade, We just trade it. We just trade Watching, no, watching Whoa, this romance, I'm busy. like,
2: no.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 but for real though, because <clears throat> there's something where that, that Sean does where he can like see any sort of um, subtext immediately in a in a story and discern how that. Well, that's supposed to be saying mm. from the writer's perspective. It's really it's really fascinating, which I think makes me a great writer Yeah, but like And a yeah, genius. Right. <laughs> genius. <laughs> and a genius. Right. Everyone in this room is a genius. Oh, I'm but yeah, no, like, I, I want to talk about um, what you said about the um, role of, like the arc of Lady Ellsworth in, in the show. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of season five, she's confronted with her faith in a way that I found yes. really interesting. Because faith such a huge part of her being. Yes. And, and that, that scene, I think the same scene I mentioned before, where she's like, um, I'm trying to make him listen after that, mm. suit, that major tragedy happened. yes like what was how did you reconcile that how do you approach a scene like that and mm. and also what's your prep in general like what do you, where do you, what's your you get the script land on your, on your emails absolutely and where do you start
3: You've asked the best questions because I just said,
1: you two are. I am just no so idea. loving it. Can I just stay here till like 9pm? As long as because you want, honestly, man. This, this is running long this. Day. Just so <laughs>
3: nice. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, they're amazing. Oh my God, your question's amazing. First of all, the, the preparation side of things, like, I, I think as well because I've done The Last Kingdom Now for nearly eight years when I put mm. it all together, it's been like eight years of filming or nearly, um, by season five in a weird way. I know this sounds mad, but because I know her so well and I don't have to try too hard and I... It, it's funny, in the first couple of seasons, I actually... Che- I think I've changed my acting style from season two to three in season one and two I'd never really done much filming I was so petrified of being too big because I went to a, a drama school where it was all theatrical mm. you know it was like Shakespeare, Chekhov performed to the back of a the theatre so I was massive I was like huge Like, darling hello you know and I think I walked up on set on day one of season one of The Last Kingdom and he was like just take it down and the director was like yeah, yeah can't have yeah literally like children's. stuff and I was like hello wonderful <laughs> and like my face was doing all this, and I didn't know how to bring it down. And so I brought it down so much that actually I feel like I just froze. And so all my lines are sort of delivered like this. And i I was so conscious, don't move your face, don't move your face. And now I am like, if you see me in season five versus season one, I'm like Wah. you know, I just I almost feel like as long as you're truthful with mm. what you're saying, why, actually you believe it. And I started really I know again, I'm not gonna self pretentious but I love actors that give a lot, like a yeah. lot, a lot. And to, to say something recently, I don't know if you guys have seen Bullet Train, this new movie with like the Aaron Brad Taylor Pitt. Johnson, no, Brad I Pitt, and I stuff. Seen it. Well, Aaron Taylor Johnson is one of my favorite actors, and he's kind of resurfaced again. And he is mad in this; he's yeah. absolutely bonkers. He's, he's like fucking talking like that, and he's like, and his face is always, and I believe everything. And I'm like, I find it really entertaining. Mm. I'm in love with the character because I'm just like, how fascinating. He's really cool. He's dynamic, but I believe everything. So this whole notion of like, oh, you have to be really still to be a film actor, I don't think is true because I love people like Joe. Pesci from like, yeah. you know, good, you know, Goodfellas and all that kind of stuff. Pe- big performances, big voices, big, you know, not having to draw things down. So in season one and two, I was like, okay, I have to, I've never really done film acting before. I have to be so conscious, don't move your face. And now, yeah, by season five, I'm like, well, ah! and I actually know the character so well that the prep isn't as strenuous. Right, like, yeah. I know exactly. Because I've even, you know, you have to then watch yourself. Some people don't watch themselves, but it takes me a while oh, to I watch didn't. myself. I get really freaked out. <laughs> like, I like, hate it. First, I turn the sound off because I can't bear my own voice. But weirdly, as I hear, so my know. voice is different. Yeah. Although, lady else, she's sort of down here, so she talks like that. So, in a way, I don't have to, like, be as freaked out kind of thing. Because like, so i like, And they go, wah, wah so the
2: baby thing. Creepy, creepy.
3: <laughs> it's so creepy. It does get creepier. Um, but That's yeah, amazing, amazing. All that,
0: Halloween money, by the way.
3: Amazing. Just, uh, yeah, amazing. Uh, I was going to come
0: out just like, yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 I creeped out many a library. I bet you have. <laughs> with that noise. Many a library, many a supermarket. like <laughs> Just randomly in an aisle. Really <laughs> an aisle. Really wow. It's so really creepy. I can't remember
2: my head
1: around it. I was mad,
3: but, but you're as, as like even a musician. I know you're an actor and musician because you can do everything. You can. It's just sense of like you can, you can use your voice for stuff. I was, sh- can Sean? I yeah, mean, it's just off. like I and I love like voice up. I know I'm going on like loads of tangents here, but no, 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 no. in terms of, like preparation, because I'd play that role for years, and yeah, I almost know exactly what beat I'm going to play, especially when it comes to emotional scenes. Mm. Funnily enough, I actually. For that scene you mentioned in the chapel, I um learnt the wrong scene. So I learnt the first ever version, which was the read through version, which you get months and months in advance. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when the script writers first kind of arc out the whole entire story for everyone, they put out all the read through data. And then after a while you get six, seven which, you know, yeah. renewed versions. and Yeah, examines and pinks, yeah, and pink's yeah. you know it. They all they like <laughs> w- like make them like weird um names it's like Golden that's Rod. Like the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's honestly it's bonkers, yeah. isn't it? And then you get an email it's going so it's the salmon pages salmon yeah, you know, pages salmon page. what the hell I just, I
1: just learned the blues <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: like, exactly. So, so like with that I didn't know which one to reference and I just had the read through draft as a print out copy completely forgot it said read through draft on it so I knew that this big scene was coming I'd like lost my you know not to spoil anything but like a you know, big loss in the family yeah. like horrifically devastating so I was like I will learn this one way in advance because usually sometimes if it's just like a little court scene I might even learn it like two nights before not not be like uber funny about it because otherwise I can get too I don't know hyped out or something it's like odd but with something like that Especially if you have to be emotional, you can't be thinking, "Oh my god, what's my line?" Because you have to be so and in the world of that, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and letting it all out, you know. Because that's the only thing you wanted them to be thinking about on the day. So I learnt this read through draft, and I was like, "On it, on it, on it." Everyone was testing me. I was like, "Yes, yes, I'm so ready." Walked up to the thing, and I was like, and everyone was very quiet and very like respectful on a scene like that. Everyone's quite, you know, no one looks at you. No one looks at you. <laughs> and so like, oh, I certainly don't give a damn. I'm like, hey, and everyone's looking at me like you should calm the fuck down because you're about to be crying your ass off. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, walked up. Anyway, uh, it was amazing. Alexander Draymond, who plays Uhtred, and... dawned on me that day it was the first time our two characters are ever alone together not in the and we're the like the OGs of the show along with Breeder. who um, so it was just me him and Emily from season one like the absolute OGs of the show and I was like oh we've never been in a room together because our characters notoriously like hate each each other other. Um, apart from within season four there's sort of like redemption for Lady Elsa then they sort of connect a little bit although I think he thinks she's a bit nutter but like there's a (laughs) bit of forgiveness there and anyway by season five they've both lost somebody that they both loved. The most, like the, yeah. the dearest, so it's like the first ever, like oh, I know exactly how you feel because my heart's been ripped out just like yours the over Greek the same person. Build a whole, whole, whole bridge, a bridge and it made her realize actually, I need these people and I need him yeah. as much as I shunned him yeah. for years. I need this this man, and so it was such a stunning scene. Anyway, he's there, all respectful and loving He's one of the most extraordinary actors I've ever known in my life, Alexander draymond Oh my gosh, he could do anything. That man, and talking about emotional scenes, he could yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like he he's just rips there, my him? heart out. Phenomenal and like the hardest working person doing all the fighting, the horse riding, the all the lines he has to learn. I mean, it's just non stop. So, anyway, he gets there, uber professional. He's like the right bloody draft. I didn't even dawn on me what <laughs> that I <didn't> like <laughs> this read draft. So, anyway, we start just rehearsing the lines anyway. And I'm going, know what I'm saying, you know, and I hope he, whatever, like, hope God is listening, whatever the heck I say. And he's looking at me like, and he starts going, what, Eli, what are you Talking about, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, well, "That is not any of the lines that's written here." And I was like, "What were you talking?" I've been learning this for weeks. What, what do you mean? So now I'm panicking, and then the director comes over and goes, "Yeah, Eliza, I'm not quite sure what you've learnt, darling, but um, uh, it's not this, and <laughs> so you're going to have to really think about." And if this is like a four-page scene, I'm no, like, "I can't learn this." It was no, the last no. scene of the day. We only had like an hour and a half to shoot it, or something like that, because there's only two people, so it wasn't going to take long to shoot if we got it right. But there's me now going, oh, I, don't "I don't know, know any what of these the- words," and I was freaking out because this is the one scene I. Thought I have to nail it because to do justice for that character being lost and everything, I was like, and I nearly burst into tears right then and there. My heart was like, and I was like, because I love that show more than anything. I care about it so much. Like, and I've done it for so many years. So I was like, if I'm going to fail now. And all I did was work so hard on those other lines. So anyway, thank God the producer then came over and was like, right, you've obviously learned them to a T. And he went, weirdly, I've just looked at that read-through draft, which is seven drafts too late, but that's fine. And he was like, I actually weirdly prefer some of the lines. He's like, well, how about we compromise? Let's make a hybrid. And he was like, learn this. a few of them right now. And I was like, oh, my God. And, every, and the thing is, and you know, Lucas with filming, there's about 100 people in the room watching you. Everyone's watching you. And it's just especially when there's just two other actors, it's just everyone's looking at you, me goldfish and Alex bowl. and we were like a goldfish bowl mm-hmm. and the time is money. So they're all thinking, but she, hopes hope she learns them lines. And
1: stuff. Like, they're not yeah. always as interested as you wish they were. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And I just thought, oh my God, the pressure. So I learned like, it was like sort of 10 new lines, which is a lot considering I had to be, I knew I had to cry on, a few of the lines i like, had to be technical about it it's like i'm gonna cry here I'm gonna... sometimes i don't know when it's gonna happen but other times i'll measure it it's quite weird yeah makes me think like, like, I'm like i'm a soci- sociopath or something <laughs> like, i'm gonna cry but um yeah with that i i if anything it just threw me into the sense of like okay you've just gotta be listening to yourself because otherwise this is gonna be a nightmare and weirdly i got through each take but i was then got, like kicking myself going at that word and okay so it was like not the easiest scene to film in that sense even though I'd learnt it to a T it was the hybrid version so So when people say oh I love that scene I'm thinking thank god I sort of sold it for what it was because I honestly left that day and thought I've left that I was like I even like said to Millie I was like, I'm so sorry that scene where I'm like you know Morning. it's oh. just not yet no but we just she dies alright <laughs> 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 um, but um, that sense of like oh I think I failed you too because also we're such a family oh, in that nice show nice. everyone cares about each other's scenes yeah. and like there are so many intense emotional scenes, you know, even all the the Danes, like they're my favorite stuff. When you see all the Danes getting into there, I'm like, oh yeah. my God. So you're so proud of each other and you don't want to be the one to let... The, the side down, you know, no round one, round. one does because no, everyone just does the, the wickedest job. I think, in a way, I like that we're pressuring each other, not even each other ourselves, like that because we care. Yeah. So if you're hard on yourself, you know that you care. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That was just a weird one for that one scene the, with all the prep and all the yeah. But well, that's so it, interesting. It all went though. out the window for a second, and then I just you know.
1: Yeah, but I, I almost wonder if that there's something to that because I, I found, and maybe you relate to this, like, and maybe everyone listening relates this in some way in their own like line of work. But when, like well, maybe performance is a bit different, but like when I feel completely out of control, yeah, it's usually when the best stuff happens, yeah, because i'm I can't get in my way anymore because this is happening for real, and it's happening now, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I wonder if that's somewhat what. what it's so palpable in that scene. Is the energy is so like this is happening right now. Like yeah. it, it, it brings you to like I remember like sat closer to the screen. It's so sweet. But honestly, it's, it's so it's so fascinating.
3: It is. It's crazy. And I love those kinds of stories where you think, okay, what is happening behind the scenes? Yeah. How was that actor? What were they actually thinking about doing yeah. that thing? And I was just thinking, don't forget your line. Don't forget your line. And it's true. It was them more raw because when like my eyes are shifting, I genuinely don't know what I'm gonna say next. I don't know. Yeah. Because obviously, what, yeah. as an actor, when you're performing a naturalistic scene, you want it to look like you don't know what you're saying next. Because we don't, as humans, know quite yeah. what we're going to say next. We look around and we gather our thoughts. You don't want to look too like you know it. But yeah, I yeah. really didn't know what the going <laughs> like,
1: God, something or other, and somebody's dead. I, I just, like, it was crazy. But neither does she, I guess, that's also, because neither does she, though, right? Like, she's, mm. that, that might be the first time and in her life she's really starting to like yeah. vocalize her faith in like yes. why isn't god listening like yeah. she's praying and praying and praying for her daughter to survive absolutely. And, and it doesn't happen absolutely and she's left at wit's end yeah and I, so maybe that it's, it's so funny how like, those things I'm, she steps out of duty. Yes, mm. that's what it.
3: And the she, vulnerability comes out yes, too, because mm. such a stoic figure, yeah. someone who's had to hold their own yeah. and be mm. so fierce, and someone to be like revered, but also to be feared as well. Like people look up her, at her and think, "Okay, I'm not going to mess with that kind of thing." And there she is, on her knees, broken, holding the hand of the guy she used to think was the you know her worst enemy. Yeah. is now like the only form of support she can even you know rely yeah. on. And so nice to see the vulnerability, but then also the question of hold on I've been so stoic for you for so long and now Mm, at my most time of need where are you everything's been taken from me I really have nothing left and now you want me to carry on how can I serve somebody that doesn't you know so it's so interesting and you know I I find faith so interesting and amazing so to to have written that within the script was so cool of them because obviously back then religion really was it you know that's all people knew and you know the church was everything not to get all into religion but it was so fascinating that at the time it really ran with the monarchy and so everything with like the royal family and yeah it's just a, so fascinating that they did a beautiful job at even depicting like the the Danes and their religion because they believe yes. in the, yeah. the gods Thor Dane and Odin, Odin. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. and I love that there's that beautiful balance of both of those things and how how are they against each other sometimes but actually by the end how do they intertwine how do they help one another yeah. and it's true because that really happened where um, a lot of like Danish lords even um, said, okay, we'll compromise and we'll settle here. If we don't, da, 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 da. and so in a way, they were able to respect one another's faith and then carry on as normal. And that's how then the, kind of the rest of England was created. So ooh, history lesson. Ooh.
0: But something I okay, just cool. wanted to jump in on something. Mm. As I said, what what I really like because I'm I loved history at school. Like mm. right, loved history, loved that period, loved the Tudors, loved everything about that. And I felt like in her weakest moment, I saw your greatest strength. Yeah, and the juxtaposition that her, her living out of her faith mm-hmm. allowed her a moment to be so broken.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you understand? Mm. Yeah. That what it did was it took it away from this thing where, okay, cool. It, it was very classist, if that makes sense. So if you're rich, you can kind of have access to certain things yeah. and you can read and you can have text and whatever else. Yeah. And you have someone here that basically in a scene with someone that believes completely opposite to her. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Awesome. That union in that moment <laughs> yeah. allowed the most honest conversation yeah. her character's probably been able to have
3: ever. Yeah. In the presence <laughs> so
0: of someone that does not believe what she believes. Bro, I just sat and went, the
2: why, booth. That,
0: that's the practical, <laughs> but that should be the practical nature of what faith was. And that's mm-hmm. why I enjoyed your performance because I was just like, it's dealing with so many subtexts in terms of also women in Mm. your in both of your fields now coming to the fore the way they are I felt like Last Kingdom like you said eight years of of, they it was one of the first shows that put women in that position Mm. unapologetically and
1: went Watch us carry this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, breed yeah. it in, in, oh, from God, the Breida. very beginning. I'm yeah. watching it now. I watched it first a few episodes of the day because I wanted to see your introduction for the first time. Oh, okay. Um, um, so <laughs> I was curious what your first lines were. And I, and had, I had a
2: <laughs> beard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my hairstyle was. We have to talk
1: about the hairstyle. I, <gasps> I had a beard. They tied it
3: under my chin. T- I always call it the beard. <laughs> iconic. Hideous, but iconic. It did its job. It's so dysfunctional. I think you were well, man. I was like, damn. But yeah, breed it from the get go.
1: No, they never. Like you said earlier, they never point to like for a woman you know what i mean like Never. which i think is the real marker of actual Great. inclusivity and we talk about it quite a bit The are like if you should be able to write a script and more often than not obviously you know there's a the whole thing about erasure of identity and culture mm-hmm. and whatnot but like you should be able to write a script and pass it out to nearly anyone yeah. and it should still play because if the character is three-dimensional true. enough mm-hmm. it shouldn't really matter the un- unless it's like you know topical or narrative driven yeah the the, um, the the dialogue like the character should be well, well written enough that anyone can, it can imbue anyone, you can, anyone can imbue it with their own yeah. take. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's what Last Kingdom does really well like, you could read Breeders and Dutra's lines like, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't know what the gender The gender, yeah, 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 necessarily. For the most absolutely, part, for the most part. Like, Yeah. Which I think is a real testament to the okay. writing and the intention yeah. at that time. In 2015, that was pretty me too, right? It, pre- oh, yeah, I think, I think, so I think, then, yeah. Have you have you noticed uh, yes, a any sort of shift in the industry from a, like, a practical being on set level post me too?
3: Oh absolutely I mm. think there's just I remember we actually came back I think it was season 2 we came back for the show and it's a very male dominated show although we the, the loveliest men in the entire world you've all like become like brothers to me so they were naturally the most respectful people you could ever work with. So it wasn't, we never had really anything like that without cast or anything, but it was just a sense of something did change within the way you maybe responded to people physically, like outside of work or, or even just, yeah, on set certain comments that usually would be said about somebody's dress or somebody's this and that. All of a sudden people were hyper conscious of saying those things, Mm. which is, which at first was probably quite odd because it felt like, Oh, you, you had, as soon as you started speaking, you had to kind of stop yourself, but that's, in a way good because then everyone goes through this learning curve yes it's hard at first but then the minute you start to realize why it's so important and actually the way it affected people before Mm -hmm. you start to think oh my gosh and you have so much respect for you know the the way a workplace should be so that everybody's safe everybody's comfortable everyone just feels good to do a good job and never feels like you know they have to in any way be you know i don't know the word but like yeah sort of looked at for their gender or whatever yeah, be. Yeah. they're aesthetic sure. or like something objectified. Yeah. yeah objectified yeah. exactly yeah. objectified so um yeah it was a really interesting thing to come back into season two for that and um yeah it being quite a male heavy show but uh yeah it, we were always amazing with that yeah um but it was really also cool to know about intimacy coordinators which i think has also come off the back they're of amazing. me too i mean yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy now that wasn't a thing like, i know that, We think about course. it Did you know about intimacy co- so Bro, so I was about to ask you, like, intimacy yeah. coordinator? Yeah. yeah, so the same way there's a stunt yeah. coordinator, sorry to steal you, no. but the same way there's a stunt coordinator, there's now an intimacy coordinator. So if you're doing a sex scene, and it used to be directors would be like, yeah, take top off, yeah, yeah. Just, just just take top off, you'll be right. Take yeah. off, and yeah. actors who you know might, might be the first job or something, they'd, they'd sure be like, well, and obviously they're, they're rolling, and back, especially back in there, they're burning films, like, oh, I guess I'll just have to, okay, fine, I'm fine, and then afterwards it's like, well, I wasn't my contract, I don't have a nudity rider, exactly. I don't have a... You know, and, like, now, if someone goes, take top off as, as a person who's entitled to go, um, sorry, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut, yeah. Cut, cut, cut. We'll and, like they have a whole red, uh, red zone, green zone yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, um, you can not touch you here? Can not touch you here? Can not touch you here? Okay. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's all. But that's, like, obvious <laughs> stuff when you <laughs> say it. It's like, yeah. of course, of course. Why was course. it ever any other way?
3: Yeah, it's crazy to think that like all kinds of sex scenes back in the like you know the 90s movies and stuff yeah. was just what the
1: hell was going anyone on? under the covers doing whatever. Going on. whatever. Wolves, like, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully
3: not, but isn't it scary that that was even just an option kind yeah. of thing? So now it's so nice to see, and it's comfortable for everyone because it could be really weird on a set you've got again a room full of 50 people all looking yeah. at you, and there you are having to do whatever, and it's terrifying as enough as it is. And then you, if you have to remove clothing, which is so personal, like I've never done anything like that, but I can imagine it's it's terrifying lot, and it's yeah. and it's the stuff like if you do that in theater it feels like it's it, it vanishes because it's it's live performance and it goes. Whereas when you do it on TV, that's recorded forever, forever and ever. Amen.
2: Ever ever. Eventually, <laughs> <ever,
3: laughs> and that's it. And so you sort of think, oh my gosh. Boys. you know, yeah, just me But um, you know, there's that sense of you know, as much as you, and you could feel really confident at the moment, but then years, you know, in the future, you sort of think, oh my god, that that's there, that's still there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And but then on top of that, as you say, like to, to have to do it with another person or to to touch another person, it's so nice to know that actually you're being so safe and yeah. and you know everybody's comfortable and everyone has to work out their boundaries and also like a physical fight because you would never not rehearse a fight or know exactly where <laughs> exactly. you're going to stab yeah, someone or yeah. touch someone why would it be the same if you're grabbing <laughs> someone or kissing yeah. them you know you've got to know what's going to happen because yeah. maybe back in the day we we're like just go with the flow and that's so natural and you know but then that's just odd for everyone when do you stop where is the boundary yeah. when so I'm so glad that that's all in place you know and again probably alien for certain people at first but my yeah. gosh now that we're now in the thick of it thank goodness that's that's thinking now we would never think twice yeah exactly there's no
1: going back on this that. Yeah, good i think especially for actors who are such weird sort of like, like affectionate strange <laughs> yeah exactly like, yeah you're sort of always in disneyland yeah set as well so like yeah. the, li- the lines of reality just get blurred in general yeah so like and this isn't to excuse anyone's uh, you know no oh. behavior, obviously um but like you're already in the strange like um there's no other i don't know if there's any other job that Causes that level of intimacy that quickly no. or, or creates that level of intimacy that quickly. Like, yeah. You do sometimes one day on set and you're like, I yeah. love these people so, so, so much. much. It's really interesting. And
3: you have to act like you do because, like, yeah. I never forget somebody <laughs> told me this hilarious story of like, only in acting will you, you're like in the makeup truck, you've got the script and it says, you know, your son dies in your arms in the scene. You may have never even met the bloke that pays the <laughs> son All of a sudden he rocks up in the makeup truck. You're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, we're right, mate. One hour later, my son, my son, are dying in your arms. And you have to make it believable that you love this person. You probably don't really know his name. But you have to, like, get yourself in that emotional place immediately. And so no wonder we shift into that place of, like, the closeness with each other because we have to for the job. Just like, you know, with me having, you know, people play my children or whatever, and whatever happening to them, I have such protection over them. And, in fact, I used to say to Millie and Tim, who played my kids, I have a natural maternal protection over them, even though we're the same age. I felt that for them outside of yeah. work which is so weird but i gained that through going oh that's my job to tap into those I places so, it's yes. silly now but you kind of have to and you have to do it quick because you gotta sell that and yeah. everyone has to believe that you felt that way about whoever yeah children your partner your whatever so well, that's
1: one thing i think must fascinate people so much about the show mm-hmm. like is that you, it, you say you're the same age as millie million right yeah. but like i think we must be shocked by that in real life because not very... because you you're so beautiful in real life and so, like, you know, young. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, but, but I think people... <laughs> but, but you bring a depth, like, you, you, your eyes are almost deceived when you watch the show because you're like, there's a depth to that human 100%. that they've mm-hmm. been through so much that mm-hmm. the like, the youthfulness of you, it, although it's there in, like, a aesthetic way still, yeah. you can't undo that. Like, fades somehow. It fades somehow. You can't see it anymore. Somehow, you, like, the, the, the older lady is, is, yeah. is really... But that's a testament to your... For well, you as an actor, Jesus. and and I like, I'm so interested in, like, what's your process? If you have mm-hmm. a process, some people have a really solid like, this is my craft, this is my toolkit, and this is what yeah. I do. And some people just sort of get the script, get and the then script, and cool, it. What's your? I'll say I'm
3: definitely more the the person who does all the research, yeah. who goes how am I going to change my physicality how am I going to change my voice then I'll feel completely like this new person whereas the, these are the kind of actors I wish I could also tap into this but I just don't feel like I'm comfortable with it yet the kind of actors who can can get a script and almost not play it like themselves but play it close to their own personality and it's so naturalistic and it's yeah. so cool and it's mm-hmm. so effortless mm-hmm. I'm the other side I'm the like character. churning out character Characters, like I love yeah. a character actor like Imelda Staunton is like a wonderful um, mm-hmm. and older actress she's phenomenal and she's, an older actress. She's, not, she's not she's like amazing but she is like someone that I really, really look up to because she can transform into anything. Like Helen Bonham Carter can, yeah. Kate Blanchett can. Um, there's so many people. I love Julie Walters. Um, yeah, that they, they can just literally. Another one, Jessica Chastain. I don't oh see, she's oh my God.
1: You can do anything. She's anything. And again, Mo- I look at fair. Have you seen Molly's game?
3: No, I haven't seen Molly's game. Have you seen the eyes of Tammy Faye where she plays like, Oh my god. It's like another person. You're like, what? And I sort of think I look up to people like that and I go, I wanna do that kind of work. That's my favourite kind of stuff. So in terms of process, I'll Think about creating a brand new person rather than go. Oh, how is it close to me? Yes, they'll they'll naturally happen. But I also go. Okay, this person's a, a mother, and now she's a grandmother, and now she's super religious, and and she's gonna. I'm gonna have to tap into all these things that I'm just not, and gain them so much, and feel so comfortable with them that I can sell it that I am that. You know, yeah. like I, like it's natural to me, even though it's not. And I will say, I find, and I was saying earlier about like the voice. I find if you change your voice, it does so much oh to God, your body, and it completely. When I then. 'Cause I feel like I have quite a naturally sort of squeaky voice. It's not like it's not like super weighty, it's not that heavy. But then she has a very sort of down here, it's very weighty sort of you know, you, your whole body goes, yeah, when you, yeah. you hear a voice that goes, Whoa! you just sort mm. of think, Okay, so that's an authority figure. I'm not, I'm not she-. <laughs> So that helps me go buff like shift. Bam! Yeah. Right into it. Same with physicality. Like I'm very like, blah, blah, and she's very still. So I go, okay, <laughs> that person's very streamlined. Very, yeah. you know, she's not wibbly wobbly all over the place. Boom, precise. The way I hold my hands and and David Dawson playing King Alfred is again one of the most magnificent actors on the planet. He he does that because he is, in real life is is you know a lot different, and now he's playing this really just mm. quite terrifying character at mm. times. Very intelligent, very yeah. ferocious, and just yeah so so like oozing in power and you kind of look at him you go oh my gosh it was wild that I think I watching I know that watching him because I was always in scenes with him. If I was in a scene, I was always next to my husband. So in the right. beginning scenes, it was always like if Ellsworth was written in, it's because she's next to Alfred in a Witten scene or she's you know the banquet scene or ever. So then I'd get to watch David all day long. He also went to my drama school as well, so oh, we sort of knew each other a year. little oh. bit. Um, different years, but we sort of knew the same people. So I always looked up to him anyway and then like I'd watch him and things and I'd go bloody hell and again he'd shift his voice would shift His and he all of a sudden just hold himself in a complete different way and like look up and I go fucking you know?
2: hell you know, it's <laughs> like somebody else entered the
3: room it wasn't David anymore and I'm like oh my god where's my friend gone and that's crazy and like watching him in takes because when the camera's not on you you can just and I would often yeah. just watch him I should be acting myself i like it's part
1: about, about acting yeah, is getting it's, to watch acting, exactly so, yeah,
3: and, it's, and you learn so much so from you know a filming perspective I didn't know what I was really doing the first couple of seasons and then watching him Watching him, watching him, watching him shift. And I go, Oh, I can do a bit of that. I can sit more in my voice. I can play more with yeah. my physicality. I can, if I just trust in that better, then. Before I know what I'll believe in it. And the more I believe in it, they'll believe in it. And, you know, and that, that kind of happened in a way because I'm way more comfortable in the last season than the first. Right. Like a million miles out. And also just growing up, gaining wisdom. You can understand characters better. You can put yourself in their shoes better. You have more empathy for them. The older you get, you can see more scenarios where you go, oh, I would have done that or what, what would I have done differently or whatever. Um but yeah, it's so for me. I'm I'm like heavy prep, heavy research, mm-hmm. heavy voice, physicality mainly voice, and I love a yeah. voice. My mother's American, so I grew up with uh, an American yeah. accent in my house all day long. So she like talks like this. She's like, what the hell? She actually that sounds a bit more LA. She's a bit more like, what <laughs> are you, you doing? Go. <laughs> What's going on? You know. So that. by yeah. hearing that all day long, and my dad's from Manchester, so he sort of talks like that. Uh,
2: I'd be like, okay. what
3: <laughs> the heck? So for me, Grootty voices was. are important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love voices. Did you yeah. land
1: on the voice? Before the audition, or in the, like, or, or was that a process when you started? Shooting? I
3: definitely did a bit of an accent. Like, yeah. I knew it was RP. In fact, I have quite a funny story about the audition because I was again, I was a young actor. I'd only because we met Lucas in 2015. On that Guitar Hero. By the way, we have, yeah, we, the we, so we have to talk funny, about that because it's the funny thing. We have to talk about that. So Lucas and I <laughs> met in 2015 on Guitar Hero, we were both singing.
1: Yeah, doing like ADR for the video the crowd, game, right? Like sing, like singing, like. <laughs> When the crowd are singing, that's our singing.
3: Right? And I remember it, it was like the Black Keys, "Gold on the Sealand." Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah,
2: so good. For days
1: and end, days and like end, great story. It was, no, we were like, going-? <laughs> it
3: was so bonkers. We were like, "What is going?" We'd look around, and be like, "Is this? Like, is, this real? is this happening? Is this a like, job?" I, that, was, like, that was one of the first
1: jobs I ever got paid for. <laughs> Same. Oh
3: really? Same. Okay. Oh yeah, fresh out jobs. I literally oh was. I was pumped for that job. I was like, "I'm gonna be a guitar hero." I was
1: like, "I'm a guitar hero now." This is And we met in the little green room. there's Another thirty old people, loads of people. And um, and we met in the green room, and as I remember, tell me if this is wrong, right? <laughs> but as I remember it, I walked in, right? And I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm Lucas, and I'm like, and then you were like. I can do an impression of a baby.
2: <laughs> that well, probably wouldn't like, do. Yeah, like if I remember correctly, there was no, there was no like brandy to
1: that. What a another? And then I was like, come on. And then I like, filmed you doing it, and I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And Tell like, me you still got the, and footage. the strangest. I tried to find it for this. I tried to find <gasps> oh, it. I find it. You're so sweet. it might be, it might be in our Facebook chat. Oh my god. Someone please find it because that has to get played at that point. Yeah, I know. right? She's like, Eliza's sitting there. This weird. And I was like, I'm gonna love this person forever. I don't ever lose this person. No, it's, like, it's great. Like,
3: oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I look to you as well, like, for like both of you with your voices, like, how do you guys feel about when you can shift into your singing and everything? What's that feel like?
0: Do you know what? It's okay, cool. So I feel like I live in two spaces.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a space I live when I'm doing it for myself. Mm. Yeah. And then that's a different kind of vibe because I can create that universe. Yeah. I have power to speak Whatever I want into life At any point Yeah When I do If Say um, I'm working for Craig or whatever I also love that world Because I'm given space Yeah It's like a gardener Ooh, I like And they this. open the gate And they go <laughs> Like this What do you want to do Ooh. And I'm like well Flower bed, maybe,
2: yeah, and he's that kind of guy, bro. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Listen, and I it was uh-huh. funny because we were, um, we, we met up as a band the other day, and we were around the table, and he, he was playing some music. It's Greg Davis, anyone is. And, and oh, God, I love said, yeah. So much, no, not the name, yeah, yeah, are uh, epic. No, he You're seriously, epic. no, and around the table, and I didn't even realize I just started kind of singing along. It's because he was playing the project and stuff and, like, and I just started kind of I was there was this one song and it took me elsewhere. <laughs> so I'm at the <laughs> table and like I'm kind of like okay whoever are talking And you're like, we No, no, you know?
2: <laughs> and I just wanted
0: to it was just no, this wicked, it this slow jam called Say Yes. It's a beautiful record. Like a beautiful record. And everything going on it, I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I'm just kind of, ooh. And then Kwame's like. Hmm MD MD <laughs> kinda of looks so like And I'm like whatever Crum you're gonna take that He goes No it's R and B it can stay it can stay <laughs> And at that stage I'm sitting and I'm going That's probably the perfect summarization of my job mm-hmm. That although you have someone that is very clear about their vision and what they wanna do they allow space for those that they have given room to to be able to be and express. Yeah so I feel like when I'm doing stuff for myself, with like you know some of the projects and stuff that you've heard, it's easy because I can do whatever I want to do in that mm-hmm. moment, and so I have total creative power and yeah. autonomy. When I'm working, say for create, it, it's it's also it's the same kind of feeling, but in a different way because you're given a position where you manage what you have. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So in that moment, I see where the lines are, I know where the boundaries are, but he'll allow me to. Feel the full potential of that space, mm. and it not be anything more than going. I just want to feel what you have because everybody that I have in my band is unique and mm-hmm. fit to purpose. Wow. Does that make sense? Big so time. you don't necessarily go in kind of uh, anxious or feeling trepidation because you're like, okay, cool. It's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. And if yeah. it works, wicked. And if it doesn't, you just be like, okay, cool. Maybe not that one, but come back <laughs> with the next one.
1: Yeah. It requires someone with big like, and you things. never feel less than. Yeah. That's the big yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: That there yeah. is no difference between when I'm doing it for myself and when I'm doing it, say, for him or anybody else that I may be working for, that you, you are given that freedom to be. And yeah. I think that's why we do what we do. Yes. Because the way that Elias will tell a story, the way you will tell a story, is totally unique to how you see.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes yeah.
0: sense? And I think perception in our, in our job, perception in our field and what we do is everything because it allows you to see within instead of just the external of what you want to project to yeah.
3: people. And there's no right or wrong. It's, well, it's not science. It's not. It doesn't have to be factual. Like, you know, if you're feeling something, you, you go with that flow or whatever 100%. it is. And what's the word when something's um, subjective as well? Yes. Not everyone's going to like everything that you do yeah. or the way, you know, for like me as an actor, not everyone's going to like my style of performance or whatever. And I have to like know that that's okay as long as I feel, you know, really good within it and I've done yeah. my duty towards, you know, as we were talking earlier, storytelling or yeah. whatever. And you feel music like, actually, if I feel like this is, this is an amazing song this music's like feeling it's going to give someone something then sure. I've done my job you know <laughs>
2: Yeah, it
3: is what?
0: and I'm gonna get her on a record as well because she can sing oh, oh Eliza's wait, Eliza's bro, amazing from the minute you, you said it before I'm I was just like back, I like, Eliza's cool like, we're gonna come I'm and okay and <laughs> like, no, Eliza's amazing I, I, I remember because.
1: really well
3: being like oh my god, she's oh, unbelievable you're unbelievable you two are unbelievable I watched the cheering version of Sean's and I want more of like his music I want it all the time because I'm like Sean's scary good no 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 no. Listen, you can do the Egyptian scales what are they you know you know like it's just like oh, insane Prince scared. talks about that and you do that even in that song I was like oh my god this is it's like out of this again. world oh, <gasps> scary the way you can control your voice it's, I was listening to you the other day and I thought it's almost like an athlete you know how an athlete has to train mm. their muscles they do the same you know backflip over and over and over and maybe the first three backflips are like I can't quite get it or whatever not that that's you but at all but like I, must, I was thinking because when you're a child you can't go Hoo-h-h-h-h-h-h. but then I was like how do you build that up so you can that's just wrong, do that way. so how do you do that so you can get that you're so amazing, That's like true. your voice can do anything. I was like, crap, an egg. Yeah, how, how did that come about for you, even?
0: Um, growing up in church, and I, I think it's repetition, 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 yeah. repetition. Yeah, um, repetition creates habit, habit shapes your mentality. So, mm. I always had people around me that they, they pushed me to try, yeah, and they allowed me to, and especially it's my, my old school teacher. My primary school teacher, an amazing woman called Debbie Harris now. Aww. And she was the first person that put me into TV work, mm-hmm. the West, doing Bugsy Malone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Debbie Rangers. Bu- How old were you then? Oh. Nine or ten? You, you were know yeah. many Sean. You literally? You're baby Sean. <laughs> <short>. And, <laughs> and she, she taught me this the first thing, and I think it set me on my way. She said, Sean, and I remember this, I was doing Song for Christmas, and we we're doing Birmingham Symphony Hall. Yeah, and she goes to me. She yeah, goes, cool. "Isn't it? It's a gorgeous really venue." Really gorgeous. And yeah. She, Eliza, this is the first piece of wisdom that kind of really stuck. When she goes, "Sean, the difference between a professional amateur is this." She goes, "If you remember this, you'll always be fine." An amateur practices until they get it right. A professional practices until they can't get it wrong.
2: Oh. I learned that. And not, oh, oh, I swear oh, to you. Oh, I swear oh, to yeah. you,
0: Eliza. <laughs> at that point, wow. rehearsal to me was double the time. Everything really? was. At, everything became double because i was just like if i want to be that much further ahead yeah. i have to be willing to put that much work in in the beginning so that by the time i become older it's just normal to me yeah. so when i listen to your process i was just like get
2: it yeah
0: yeah and that also comes from being around older people remember i talked yeah. at nine and ten i didn't hang out with the kids i was in the production <laughs> meetings with bob Howes, the producer <laughs> the director i don't know what they got to talk about yeah. ain't to me. Oh, like, how does that work? Does that make yeah. sense? And I just, I was listening to and I'm like, she's going to do ridiculous things because she oh. sees beyond the moment she's in. Some people only have the ability to see what's in front of them. Some know that stepping back one step gives you the ability to see
1: what's ahead of you.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just listening to, and I feel that about you as well. I, I oh, just, big I was, time. I think
1: mean, this is something that's... Pioneer. We mutually, but I feel that like about both of you as well. And I, I was, I wonder like, what do you think that is? Like, what, like... Well, what were you like as a child, and um, cause when did that first start that, that fire of like I don't? I remember being in my like small town where I grew up, right? I mm-hmm. being like, I'm with my friends who are my age, and be like, I don't feel like I belong here. Wow. Like, like, I don't feel right. I feel like, like like there's a discomfort and like, this isn't it, isn't it? Yeah. And I've like always been striving towards this thing and I'm, I'm starting to feel more comfortable in it because I feel, I feel I'm feel i getting closer to whatever it is and I'm sure it's always moving. It's an elusive mm. thing, but like... I, <laughs> Damn, that's true. The goalposts, yeah. just what you think you've got there. It's it, like, oh, yeah. ah, yeah. thing. But oh, also like, that's we, you just accept yeah. the reality we're in once mm. we arrive somewhere. So now like, like t- uh, tomorrow I've got a day on like an HBO series mm. and like, there's a time when that would have been... Oh. I would have been like in tears at the idea of that. And now I was ah. like cool, good that work, cool. And then I was yeah. like, but it's sort of like that's just like a, a day of. Work so norm then, now, it's norm, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like what? yeah, I mean like not as normal as I'd like it to be yet still, but like it's yeah, it's it's normalised to a degree that's not. Yeah, um, I'm not like. Overwhelmed by it in any no, way, no. Um, which almost, you, yeah, sorry, no, 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 no. no, no I was gonna say,
3: nor are you numb to it because it's not like well, you do yeah. too much for it, you you complacent or you know, yeah. take it for granted. I never take anything for granted, like right. any day on set, I'm like, well, oh, people even tell me calm down because I'm like the <laughs> most excited, <laughs> even by the end of like a six month shoot. I'm still so like, ah,
1: can you believe our job? Can you believe <laughs> no. what we're doing? They're like,
3: yeah, chill out, man. I'm You've literally really. been here for like five months, like, <laughs> calm down, but yeah, Lucas, yeah, you're no, insane like, in that but
1: sense, but that's one of the things I maybe will share, like, definitely because you're so open to the world in that way, like yeah. like you'll, I can imagine you being on set, I know, and I know this obviously because yeah, mm-hmm. like you'll stop in the middle of the day and be like, God, it's amazing we to do this, isn't it? When people are sort of like tired and like, it's like, you know, 2 a.m. and like grips are sort of like getting annoyed because of yeah. that kind of thing. Like, does do you think that leaves you open, is like that sort of sensitivity to joy and gratitude, do you think that also leaves you a bit exposed to more pain in a way, in, in, the, in the world perhaps?
3: Definitely, like sometimes I feel like i'm too not even naive because i I know mm. how to be the opposite because I play characters that are yeah. the opposite, yeah. so I know I have it within me it 's just when to unleash it kind thing because I never like letting people down or upsetting mm. anyone, so I'm very conscious of just like always I, I always say to to people like I just want to have a, a good day, I just want to have a nice day, I feel like everyone just deserves a nice day. Yeah. You know when some people get like vexed or like angry at the tiniest things i've never had that ability like I just don't understand it so when I was like a teenager like some of my girlfriends would be like, dah, 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 didn't text me back and it happened and I'd be like I didn't have the attitude I didn't even possess the ability to care enough to get angry about something like that and I'm still like that to this day that. in fact even to the point where people go you should get angry you should and I'm like mm. don't tell me if I should actually you should jump and then start getting <laughs> yeah. some peace in your life because actually <laughs> when you're older that's going to start the wrinkle of her knee. otherwise you need all that Nivea. okay <laughs> so in a way like you should get like, some peace okay because I, 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 I used to kind of get sick of that when I now that I'm 29 like when I was even like 24, 5, 6 people would be like you're always so happy you're always so positive what the heck like almost like it was a bad thing and i'm thinking isn't that what everyone strives for like we talk about mental health constantly like it's something our generation especially is super aware of and if anything if everyone's trying to strive towards not even happiness because happiness is almost like a unattainable thing to it's not something that just lasts and lasts and lasts all day long happiness comes in birth but peace is something that can sit within you throughout the entire day and something you go to bed with something you can wake up with peace and like I don't know, I feel like if I'm just trying to be a good person and strive towards just having a good day, then surely that is, like, the end goal. And actually, I'm going to try more to go in that direction rather than... Because people used to say, like, you should get more angry at that and more defensive of this. And I think, no, like, it takes a lot to get me, like, really, really, really angry. But my mother's Italian-American. She'll be angry like (laughs) that. That's all fire there. Fire, fire, fire. And because I grew up watching that as, like, my... You know, I'm so in awe of it. I find it incredible. She's the best mama in the world. But in a way, it made me go, actually, I'll be different to that kind of thing. And I know if, you know, certain circumstances arise where you do have to be super defensive or you do have to stand your ground, of course that comes out. You know, I'm not like a little lettuce leaf or anything. But when it comes to like the daily grind, I just sort of think, one day we're not going to be here. So we might as well just have a good day.
1: It's one of the first things we ever said in this podcast actually was um, optimism. Is mm-hmm. strength if it's not naive. Yes. And like I think that that whole thing about like being kind as a sort of weakness mm. is like the, <sighs> is is the most. It's a pathetic thing. <laughs> to, to believe, truthfully, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, because it's like, <laughs>
2: there's way too much
0: vibes in this room. Like you can fully I feel know. it. Everybody just got. It was ah! I'm like, everyone's like
3: burning.
2: Everyone's oh, <laughs> just under the the on the table. I know. We're gonna start break in a second. Just yeah, to go
1: no. know, like little, we're uh, gonna start uh, crying with joy. I nearly, I nearly <laughs> went when you were talking about Lady Elizabeth <laughs> in the Chaffing Room, and I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, just, I can't be crying. But seriously, yeah, like, because there's, there's so many something I'm really trying to come to terms with in my life right now is. Where do I let anger um Sleep. Where do I let anger rise mm-hmm. in a healthy, useful way? In appropriate. In a, place. an appropriate way. For you and
3: whoever else wants to receive
1: it. Because it's it's very rarely appropriate or even useful to just kick off. Like like there's there's nothing like, there's nothing less manly than being the loudest voice in the room, kind of. That's point. Like which I kind of agree. Like, like good just, point. just being like you know people who just try and like heavily like can, um, bravado, bring, and yeah, bravado yeah, bravado their way through like the their own insecurity and try and make not that seem like strength. One. That's never appealed to me. Um, mm. and I've never felt weak, yeah. But I try to be kind to everyone and I try to be But sometimes that really gets stretched. And I imagine, yeah. like, you must find on I don't know, like, I don't know, if you're six months into a shoot and there's like just a day is not going your way, and there's yeah. da, 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 there must be moments that test you in that way, definitely. How, uh, you know, how do you, how do you, and Sean as well, like, you're yeah. on tour, let's say. And you,
0: But you know what, I was just listening to what you are saying And I was just like, I understand why both of you are in that space Because yeah. none of your strength comes from visuality
2: mm.
0: It's all from your intrinsic well And it spills mm-hmm. out of you to mm-hmm. said something nuts just a second ago <laughs> Bro, <laughs> happiness is a thing Peace is a state Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah If happiness, you lose the yeah. thing
0: yeah. Then you lose everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Mm. Yeah. If you're in a state of <laughs>
2: Yes yeah. It can, Ain't nobody you? it can always be found. It <laughs> yeah, can always be found. Can it
0: not be?
3: It belongs to you. Dude. You own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then
0: it's, it's con- like you're working on the iOS updates of what people project in moments to yeah. live in that moment. Yeah. Bro, you, the sun doesn't try to shine. Like, mm. it fully just goes, <laughs> what's up? <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs> I'm here, then I'm not here. But, but, but the piece is always, if you want it, if you can. It's content- and it's hard to cultivate. But once you tap into that, some things you just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to get angry. It doesn't matter to get Whatever, like, I, I'm i lucky I just never had the ability when I was younger anyway. So then, the older I got, I, I was like, why are people getting angry at certain things? And I was like, ah, oh, it must just be an insecurity in them or just a sense of, like, not seeing beyond the... You know, realms of, of what? Moment. Yeah, that's so much more than us. So much, we're so much thing. bigger than us, it's
2: isn't it? Which more. is the older, yeah, yeah. older people in experience like that. will yeah. go.
3: It's not that deep.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you've been subconsciously taught that, then your default setting is to consistently look for something yeah. that is living above what you can't. Bro, the bird's eye view, you can see everything. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I'm always doing that, because no, of course. You know, there are some days, you know, I get wrapped up in being self-conscious or going, oh, I what? wonder what that person thinks of me and did I do the right thing? What? But... Then I have to always remind myself, okay, chill out. You know, it's and I always, in fact, I like. I'm really enjoying getting older because I can't wait to gain all that wisdom and stuff. I'm mm. actually enjoying. That. I can't wait till I'm thirty. And it sounds weird, but I'm like, now like now yeah, yeah, yeah. you pretty much. Yeah.
1: Right. She's all right. I want you. You Oh, you're
3: But even I'm such a wally. Sometimes I'm. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why you know? There's so many things that I do all the time. I'm like, oh my god, that was just not on. Like not cool. But it will be stuff that I beat myself up for probably more than anyone else does yeah. and i i can't wait to shift out of that space and just not care anymore that's the sort of the last not the last phase because as you say we're always growing the goalpost constantly moves yeah. but to then the next phase I, and i think about it a lot i'm really aware of it really conscious of it is just yeah like moving into a space of just not caring now as much as what people think but just still be a good person within that and have a good day and you know drive joy when you can give it when you can and and, and get it back and it's just just a beautiful circle of that rather than getting irate about stuff yeah. and within our jobs especially in the creative industry we deal with rejection constantly What's that like? is just the, the norm yeah. and when I was younger I definitely took it so personally and I was yeah. like oh my god there's something wrong with me I don't look right I don't sound right I'm not talented enough I'm not clever enough I'm definitely not right and whereas actually the older I've gotten I do not care like with rejection I just sort of think my mother always says if the job is for you it will go to you it will yeah. go to you and I yeah. just think yeah she's right yes, because mom. if it's for you it is yes. for you yeah.
1: there's
3: nothing you do no 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 Lucas Gary no 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 Sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was just look, we spoke. <laughs> You're so <laughs> sweetest <laughs> man alive. This is a very polite.
3: <laughs> no, no, After no, you, no, you no, darling. No, I no. So excited to talk to you. i was just so excited possibly. by
1: your <laughs> yeah. your rejection. No, 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 no. Like I, I just yeah, think yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> I just like we spoke about rejection a while back on on one of the really elephants on the program. Like. Um, program? Is this a program? is Yeah, it's a, a program. A program?
0: We'll it's yeah, to we got to a floating host, bro. We <laughs> yeah. <There> we <laughs> it is now
1: <laughs> on this series, there. Um, oh, and, like, um, I, st- I had a real moment when I was like, I think I was like 22, probably mm. 23, when I, like, suddenly realized, I was like, oh, it's not rejection at all. Mm. It's literally nothing to do with me when I don't get <sighs> no. a job. Like, it, when I, especially, I think I spent a few days working in the casting office one time on Christmas when I was really young. And I like, need some money for a holiday. And yeah. I like, thing came it. and I was like, yeah, I'll fucking spend three days like, going through Carson's. casting some Christmas ever. Good shout. I feel like yeah. all
3: actors should just do that. Well, it was on the so other fascinating. side for a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. so
1: fascinating. It, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to be like, tactical about it, but like, it was really funny because I was like, oh, it's nothing to do with the actor. Yeah. Like, it's so mathematical. Like, literally, like, people <laughs> it's kind of heartbreaking as well because sometimes people like, you know, they submit and stuff and then you, the, the cast director watched the show reel for literally seven seconds, right? Oh. And it was like a comedy thing. And yeah. the cast director watching, it and she was like, he's not funny, oh, no worries. Without I, even getting into meaning get of what into that, the, that person's yeah, crazy. It's just in their face. He's like, I ain't got funny in face. I ain't got funny in face. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh, it's like numbers. It's just numbers. And it's like, yeah. it might be that you're five foot 10 and the lead actress, lead actresses, lead actor, whatever, is five foot 11, and they didn't yeah. want that to be the dynamic of the like, mm. the stuff that's so beyond your control. Just go and do the audition, that's your job. Your job yes. is to professional audition, absolutely. So, someone who and hasn't been cast in ages, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: this man is the most what what talented
3: mean? human being, honestly. <laughs> he can so do sweet. anything. So, when I first walked in the door, I was like, You can do anything, look at you here now. Like, I'm just like so in awe this of Lucas's like you, career I'm that so everything, everything. You. No, no, like, everything you but you, you're, you're, I don't know, it's just beautiful to see you do all. Kinds of things. There's so many dimensions of you and your creativity and your talents. It's, it's endless. It's I endless. Honestly, Lucas, seriously, you're like oh, mind-blowing, sure as well. Oh my god, and jam so sweet amazing maybe and look got challenge jam it's jam time it's
1: jam time slow baby. jams <laughs> slow jams <some> jam. <laughs> we need As a radio fair. show man i swear it does
3: right
2: now we
0: need some music <laughs> <laughs> you know the gay Gaye,
3: the band right there little
1: little
2: little <laughs> we'll go back to Cambridge. We'll see you back later. <coughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh my god! So right. So, anyways, I want to ask a proper question. So, about like um, <laughs> amazing. Have wrapped into that. A little, <laughs> and now, and <that> <laughs> yeah. now back to breaking the... news. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: we spoke about like the post shifting and that kind of thing. So, like Eliza, two thousand, early two thousand fifteen. Before mm-hmm. we did guitar, Hero, right? <laughs> yes. Picturing time. Eliza now, mm. who's like eight years deep in this series, just come yeah. back from Tenerife shooting in a town called Mars. like so many you had your western debut last year as well right I
2: did yeah. I did like, yes you look at all the accolades you've
1: done that, do you feel well how do you feel about that like, and, and do you feel that you've arrived at a place or do you, is it that thing with the goalposts are still like yeah I'm on, the way, I'm on the way I'm on the way I've done these things but I'm on the way
3: that's such an amazing question because I, I go, like, I flip between day, like, some days I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe what I've accomplished. And not in an arrogant way, it's just more like I never thought I'd even be a TV actor. I never, right. ever thought I'd get hired to do film. So the drama school I went to was purely theatre-based. And it's I Rada, fell in, right? and I went to RADA. Yeah. Although I hate sometimes saying
2: that, I'm like, Rada.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but, but I, I knew that I wanted to do theatre and I fell in love with theatre as an actor. I was like, you know, doing the school plays and all that kind of thing. so it, I like. Yeah, just just thought that was my thing, and when we got into like our third year, I was like, oh, I'd love to work for like Shakespeare's Globe, the RSC, and I'd still just absolutely do anything to, to work for those places because I just that's where I fell in love with acting is through Shakespeare and all that kind of stuff. So I, I never thought I'd do TV and film. In fact, I never even paid attention in the TV classes. I will say because I just thought, well, no one's going to hire oh, wow. me to be on TV. Like, they not. Like, what? I, I didn't think I looked whatever tv looked like i just thought no one's gonna hire me and also yeah i just i wasn't as interested in it and i didn't feel like i had a natural ability for it so i just thought well i'll just stick to the theater stuff because that's what i adore and weirdly then i started i did a a job called wpc 56 was like a bbc show it was like one episode but it was an amazing like starter into the world of filming and i it was a wonderful show it was all set in the 50s so like most beautiful costumes like and the cast were incredible and i because I didn't know what I was doing. It was just such a beautiful, like, you know, entrance into it because everyone was so welcoming and warm and there wasn't too much pressure, but it was a lovely way to, like, learn about the cameras, just like the technical side yeah. of it. Like, with theatre, you know that there's a big live audience, which is, in its own way, a technical thing to maneuver. Like, that in itself is scary. You have to prepare yourself for that and go, when I look, you know, at them or wh- whatever I can see, don't get shaken by it don't get or use it even in fact so that even in itself is like a technical you know um process um, but then all of a sudden you don't have an audience but now you've got like five cameras in your face and someone's got a big boon and you you know you're like oh okay now I have to maneuver this this feels really weird and if anything I got more terrified by that because I was thinking the camera's right there what if they don't believe what's in my eyes what if I what if it doesn't look right what if I'm too much and so that was another thing to kind of get over and now look looking back from that point of like like literally not having a clue and then getting to like the last kingdom and really going oh, okay this is a this is a bigger world now yeah. this is like a, a big story awesome set you know we were out in Budapest they built like an entire village for us castles palaces everything there was warriors and I was like okay no this <laughs> is got a warriors. way this is got warriors <laughs> up in here what? and I was just like this is like immense a, another way to learn and again when I compare like the season one performance to season five you can so I, I mean I can so see how much I've just grown and just comfort it's not even like i'm better or anything like that it's just more like i can sit in it better and maybe i'm not i don't care as much if i make a mistake or i'm not putting too much pressure on myself apart from that scene where i read the wrong like learned the wrong thing (laughs) that one was scary but apart from that it's just like okay i know this person i and i'm comfortable in front of the cameras now now i could not give a, a dam but back then mm. I was terrified so and again just like sometimes I wake up and go I can't believe I've done all this TV like I feel so lucky and then getting on a town called Malice because The Last Kingdom was then like a a beautiful recurring family yeah. that I'd, we'd go back to every year and we'd always pray we'd get another season mm. so and when we got one we'd be like yes, yes. we're all getting back together again <laughs> yes it was like the band's getting back together and then we'd go out to Budapest and, and have a fabulous time and you know we know these people we know this story we know this world of it so it was like wicked was a town called Malice was like okay this is brand new brand new landscape brand new cast brand new kind of show and my am I allowed to swear on this you want oh my to God, yeah. I but you my mean. character she's called Carly Lord and she like talks like this she's like proper like sort of East End London not sort of south she's from like Bermondsey talks like this very like mobster's wife I'm like go fuck yourself you fucking you know everything's <laughs> just like so always smoking
1: always <laughs> just like how me the whole <clears> being <throat> transforms it's amazing I was like oh hey I got a bit nervous <laughs> and I was like oh sorry, sorry. hi nice to meet you <laughs>
3: but but again that's why I love voices and I was so lucky to get a role that went oh we demand a different voice now and I was like yes because I love accents when I got that audition for A Town Called Malice it said like South London and I'm a Lincoln girl so I was like I have to really pull off that I because I love that world of it as well yeah 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 and um the amazing creator and writer of the show is called Nick Love and he's like also a director as well but he created the show and I watched all his movies I watched everything I watched every interview about him and he's like you know such a, an incredible person and like South London born and bred like he is of that world that is his world so I thought right, yeah. to to sort of you know convince him that I I could be a part of this if he could envision it I can do it sort of thing or I'll try I'll try to do it (laughs) um was like oh my god what an amazing challenge so when I got up for that audition I was so excited and I love 80s I love glamour I love drag and stuff like that so when they said like oh it's gonna be high glamour you know gonna like sort of perm roll your hair and big makeup I was like yeah I love all that kind of stuff and it's such a different version than to um The Last Kingdom where I'm like drab. I've got a beard um (laughs) an old Nana so I thought oh my god to go from that to that is what I love because it's the whole character acting thing so when I got it I could not believe it and I was like this is ridiculous it's then from that job I especially thought okay, this is so interesting. And then it's a different like filming thing that I've been trusted to do because after a while, you know you're trusted within a show that you've been in for years because you're part of the cogs. You're in the machinery. But to be then trusted for a new one, it was like, oh, somebody else, you know, I, I can... I can weave myself into this world now if I if I try and work hard on it and so yeah it was, it was wicked to go there and just the most beautiful place filmed it in Tenerife and it's supposed to be the Costa del Sol set in the 80s and it's all about this like crime family that come from South London and they then go to the Costa del Sol and then it's just, like chaos follows them wherever they go and every single character is bonkers, like larger than life, really wild but at the same time very um, deep, everyone's got a, such a huge emotional arc mm. just when you think you've figured out a character, they mm. go a completely different way every single character does that in fact I said that to Nick Love and he was like well yeah, that's part of the fucking, you know, I think and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> genius and I was like, how does that- <laughs> how, It's that. part of the fucking show, love. like that's what we're doing and I was like, this is just so cool because I love that and that, you know, just what, it's, it's same with Lady Elsa, you think you worked her out and then she goes the, the other way, and yeah, she's like friends with each but it's so fascinating that this all happens within season one. It pops off, and so um, it'll, it'll be due to come out like early next year. This. Yeah, yes. yeah. So and it'll be on Sky. So and that's exciting. all I sort of known for now. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 so unique. And and I was saying to you, Lucas, earlier that it's like an homage to eighties music. So it's eighties culture, it's eighties dress, but the music absolutely carries the show. And we were saying it's it's kind of like another character yeah, within the show right. Um because the minute like. Like, you know, somebody could be in a big violent sort of scene and all of a sudden like Duran Duran starts playing and then they look up and then start singing it down the barrel of the camera, like lip syncing it. And it's like, it's it so surreal. It's heightened reality. It's heightened reality. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it's really clever because although it's a TV show, it's an eight part series, they filmed it in anamorphic, which means like they filmed it like a cinematic it? movie, like it is a, a movie. Yeah. So it doesn't look like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a wider sort of lens and yeah. it's very like the landscapes because we have the sunsets in Tenerife so there could be some gangster stuff going on everyone's right in their 80s gear, go you fucking what you fucking and then all of a sudden the landscape and it just Beautiful. looks insane <laughs> it's like and then the music comes and oh, it's, it it's bonkers yeah, see, yeah it, it's it. going to be it's very unique mm-hmm. and I just I loved it yeah. it's wicked yeah and
1: I think we need to talk about voice for a second because like, <laughs> like we would have quite a bit but like mm-hmm. but just like the way um, you've seen Judy have you seen Judy? Judy. With with Renee with Zell, like, I really Sarah want Zero. to see that. I oh want to see that God. so bad. It's a great film, but there's like there's a really interesting interview with her where she talks about when she was um, this is relevant from <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when she was um, prepping and she was doing vocal lessons. Yeah. Um, as she started like using learning how to use more of her voice, like go up, the, go up her own register and stuff. Um, she hit this one day where like she was just going up the scales and stuff and like stretching and stretching and she hit like a, a high note and suddenly she was like, oh, and she, like burst into tears. I um, was like really confused and the vocal coach was like yeah 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 it's just because you haven't Unlo- you haven't accessed that um, there's so much trapped emotion in, in the physicality of your voice there you haven't used that before it's just all that is and I was just like normal to them and I had a similar thing from Andrew Garfield when he did tick boom and like yeah, there's something very real about what you tap into vocally and what sort of frequency that unlocks within you emotionally Big time. which time. what I think like it was really interesting with you because you have such dexterity with you you have such ability to like just immediately be someone else and it's like it's quite disarming in a way do you know what I mean like <laughs> see- seeing it it's like you, you, you suddenly disappear and it's like like, you know, in a baby's, like, yeah. like, 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 dad shaves and it's like, kind of like... No, who, is like that? who is that? Who is yeah. that? It's like, yeah. it's really, like, is that mm. something that you... You always able to do that or was that like a, something that you, like, honed it rather, or was that... that like Absolutely. A, it's,
3: it's definitely something I've always been able to do. I think just purely, again, with the accents, like, in my family. Yeah. And I would say, as an actor, I think it is one of my most powerful tools that I do rely on. So when I do yeah. get an audition that doesn't let me do an accent or something, I start to panic because I genuinely love transforming through a voice so much and I know how... Much it does, like yeah. instantly, you're like whoa, you know, completely transcends into something else. Like even if I sound like a bloke, like talking like that, you know, it's sort of like oh my god, there's a completely different person. If you hear it's it a over the bloke. thing, so like, oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> it's good bloke, good bloke. But like in that sense, you can. It's an easy shift, it's quick. It, but then when it, a character doesn't necessarily rely on that, they go, no, we want your own accent. I go, <laughs> you know, and I can do that. But I immediately go, oh, I, like I know that when I talk with my own voice, I feel silly. I feel like, mm, you know, whatever. Uh, but what then that's crazy that? and it's weird but that, then I'm really comfortable in other voices so comfortable and like and I just love accents so when I think about it I'd like, I love Irish accents like I always think if I was to have a different accent if I could choose one I'd love Irish or Welsh or like I don't know like New York or something something with a lot of character because my own accent is that in my ears is there's not a lot go- going on yeah Dude. There's not enough going on to to, be, to form a strong enough Jeez. identity
0: or something. It's weird. You it's weird. You, you came to a show, <laughs> like, and I asked you about no because you just literally explained something <laughs> that I was. You came to see a show and there was a part of the show where I said to you, <clears throat> "Was that okay?" And you're like, "Thirty-one." You're like, "That's wicked." Oh, and I yeah, felt like yeah, yeah. I felt oh like gosh. a black Michael Buffer. <laughs> Sean Black. Uh, no, I would. I, <laughs> <laughs> I felt. No light and smiley up s where, Smiley Smiley did this to me in rehearsal the first time, so there's a little period because the show's quite long. Yeah. And 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 you sometimes you need a toilet. And, mm-hmm. and just have a little minute. <laughs> so we come to the front and we do this little bit and and I'm trying to just you just kind of keep the, the audience engaged while yeah. the artist has just popped off for a second. Yeah. I used to be terrified of that part. I used to I used to see it coming down and say I'm like, no one would know because of how I yeah. am. And, but I remember talking to Lucas, like um maybe 20 minutes after the show, or it might even the next day, and I was just like, I've got to ask you a question. He's like, go on. You see this part of the show? Be real with me. How cheesy is it? He goes, what do you mean? I go, how cheesy my man? Like, how bad is it? <laughs> Eliza, no lie. And it's only because there are certain people in your life that you trust and yeah. you'll go to as a barometer. Yeah. You know? And... When I asked him, I know Lucas well enough to know when he's giving it to me real <laughs> and when he's sprinkling a little, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings too much. I love that. And it was the first time between you and Wallace, because yeah. he came and saw it in Leeds, yeah. he was like, no. And all of a sudden, I actually, it gave me a better relationship with Smiley as well, because I was just like, you, <laughs> you're the reason. You made me do <laughs> but then it But in a quieter moment, it made me wow. sit there and go, okay, cool. Then there is something about me presenting me just as me that I don't necessarily well feel with. overly yeah. comfortable with. Like, still am, I, and yeah. I then you
1: can't see it. You can't. Yes. You can't see yourself because the moment Sean was talking about, is like playing the O2 Arena, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Craig's, um, I guess, like costume change. Yeah, you yeah, sure. get all set the next bit. So Sean's got like which yeah. me, and
0: Laura, me and Laura come yeah, to the Sean front, and, Laura, and then the, the band is one, well, we're, we're but yeah. like we're, we're kind of helping the audience through this little mega mix set that yeah. we've got, where, where yeah. there's a few songs and stuff, and uh-huh. you know, like you're just trying to cajole, but I was very aware, I was just like, it was smart, smart <laughs> was just like, and I
2: remember going to him, go,
0: honestly, I remember going to him, go, do I sound like that? He's like, bro, it's just jokes, man,
2: it's just jokes, and I went to
0: bit I went quam. yeah, yeah, is it bad? He goes brother. He goes if it was bad, I wouldn't let <laughs> Bro, you do what, it. But that, <laughs> no, Isn't that crazy though? Oh that like because
1: couldn't shake it. What, I couldn't shake it, Eliza. What's amazing is like you're looking out at how many? I don't know what classic is this arena. Like thirty thousand. Thirty thousand people. And like I'm watching you have individual relationships with each person in the audience that you're looking at, right? And, and carrying over. And you can, like, you can read on their face the level of joy they're, have, they're experiencing. And like, obviously, you're. the, best singer in the world so, so
2: it's like that's all with that part
1: but like and it's amazing that you can get all that information but one person going and, and he didn't even joke, mean it in a bad way he mean in a bad way but do you know what I feel joke. like it is yeah. Lucas and
3: that's, that and then sticks
1: and that's doesn't it, it. And, and, it. Then and then you're so that confirms conscious. what
0: you think about yourself you like, yeah. yeah I knew it yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew, right. it. I knew yeah. it I just feel like I'm in your like you've come over to the house Yeah, and the person you came to see isn't here yeah and I am trying my best to keep you entertained. But <laughs> yes. I am very aware. You didn't come to see me. So you're sitting there going, yeah, yeah, I'll have another biscuit. But yo, where's old boy like? We didn't come here to chat to the... Brother. And I swear, I'm just like... And every time we get to... Marshall does a shake it, shake it, baby. I'm like, oh, no. He's going to be here in three, two. I swear
2: to you, one. But it, But it also, though, it
0: brought me to a level of self-acceptance as well. Because yeah. I was just like, okay. I don't want to hide that in the fact that I can project something that seems bigger Mm. than... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why even with... Because, you know, Lucas wrote... He did this book of poems. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah
0: And we were... Beyond. No, it's it's just beyond. It's crazy. Stop it. (laughs) and and there
2: Carry on. um, on. Please (laughs) don't stop. And there's just little things that's helping
0: kind of to push the purpose that allows you to deal with scarier stuff, Mm. but in a really light way. Yes. And so um, the big point I'm trying to make is I totally understand where your comfortability is with accents and so forth because it's almost like we get to hide us behind
3: yeah 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 absolutely and like in some ways even during A Town Called Malice the wonderful creator Nick Love I remember him sort of sort of warning us all don't do that though. Don't try and hide too much because he's right. like, this is a show about you know real. Pe- I'm creating these amazing multi-dimensional characters. That yes, at the at the top of the show you might think they're quite stereotypical in the sense because of the way they dress and the music and. The, but actually, when you get into it, these are real people who then go through real things and yeah. then you know even into like episode three, you know awful things happening. You think, oh my god, and you see people's true colors. So he was like, if you you know to all of us like the accent can't then dominate and become a mask because then we can't you can't penetrate that and see the real person underneath like the vulnerability has to still shine through enough so mm. whenever you can not even like drop it but just be aware and conscious of it not becoming just a tool like oh I'm playing the voice rather than playing yeah. this actual character who has all this backstory in life and history and feelings And da-da-da. I even got told that at drama school once because I always used to play the old ladies I was the youngest in my year but they always without that and any of my friends who could be listening to this like who went to my school absolutely no I, I played every old lady anyone's <laughs> mum anyone's grandma any battle axe any like old ass somebody I was always old I remember then I played this like it was like a D.H. Lawrence play and it was a Nottingham accent but from 1910 or something or like 18 something, maybe it was 1910 I mean, it must have been ni- 1910 and they taught like that and it's sort of a weird sort of not northern but it taught like that yeah. and it was the weirdest accent we had to go to Nottingham and everything and like listen to the archives oh, of wow. the D.H. Lawrence Museum to like listen listen to rot and they sort of talk like that. It's that's not of sounds sound am But it was so <laughs> bizarre. And I remember the head of the school, he was like, loved it, loved it, loved it. He's like, but you've got to be so careful with your voice, because we know you love a voice. We know you love an accent, but you've got to be able to just just be able to still make it as real as possible. Yeah. Um but then funny enough we did radio we did, so you do like a, a couple of weeks of like film and TV and then you do a couple of weeks of radio but then you, the, the mass of the training is theatre and I remember when we got to the radio segment I was like ooh and I felt so comfortable because that's the place you are completely required that yeah. voice has to be the tool because that's the only thing you've got you, you don't have your physicality you don't have your aesthetic you have nothing so if I can convince someone I'm a bloke like talks like that through the, the voice that, that's, that's what I have to do so if anything go lean into that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. make yeah. it ma- like mad make it massive like so in a way i loved doing radio because it's the the one place where that was absolutely a must that you went into it versus you know with acting where we can see if it, we don't want it just to be the voice cool yeah. the voice is impressive but there's a person behind it so it's yeah. interesting but but then you know what you're saying sean about when you're yourself like um like if i had to do a speech on stage and just be me i I'm like this, this the most frightened person really? ever, but yet you could think I'm very confident, like in this beautiful, like, room with you guys, are so lovely. So, I feel very comfortable. But the minute I have you know, a hundred eyes on me and I am myself, oh, then it's, oh, it's awful. So awful. I find
1: the hardest part of any take is when they go, i just like, say a bit about yourself. <gasps> Horrible. Oh, are you joking?
3: Or even just going, Hi, I'm Eliza. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's the worst <laughs> thing
1: so ever. True. Like, yeah, I, 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 I've got a real theory about that though, that actors act because they feel uncomfortable about being alive to some degree like there's another like uh being me is some level of like a low level sometimes of humming pain sometimes and you don't know quite who you are yet yeah exactly exactly And, and like I moved around a lot as a kid, and that's quite a common thing about characters. Definitely. Did you move around a lot?
3: Not at all. I actually have (laughs) always lived in the same, but but I I have friends who absolutely have that. And for me, I think mine came from being in England with an American mother. And it's not something that, it's not that unusual, but it was in Lincolnshire, like she was the only American person. And I was, I didn't feel fully British. So like, pub culture and all that I didn't I didn't get it like I never did that as a family we didn't do that so I didn't understand we'd talk about the American side and we'd go to America a lot and like I don't know we'd eat different kind of food and in Lincoln it's 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 quite a small city as well and it's very adorable very quaint but even with that I felt different so I think Mm. that's why I tapped into like voices and you know and being an only child you're left with your own imagination so you're like so in that sense all of that then you know culminated into feeling like oh I feel a bit wacky a bit different so then Putting on these, you know, characters, making my mates laugh in the playground, doing all the voices was like the way I felt comfortable. Like, oh, they like me. They like, they like that. And like doing all the first school plays. I, in fact, I got forced into acting. I was the shyest kid on the block. I know that sounds really insane to think, like looking (laughs) now, but my mother, we'd go to the supermarket and I'd just like stand there and she'd see someone from work and she'd be like, honey, say hi. And I'd just be like, she's like, you've got to say hello. That's my friend, you know? And I just wouldn't know what to do. And I'd be like, and I remember like getting in the car with her and she was like, I'm a little bit concerned. Because you don't talk to anyone, you're very quiet, wow. you don't put your hand up in school, you know, you've got to really talk, you've got to talk. Because then at home, I'd be like, la, 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 you know, on my own. Yeah. So she forced me one day into this like Lincoln um, theater <laughs> summer camp, and I remember seeing the leaflet and burning it in the fireplace. The leaflet came to the door, I was like, I'm not doing that. Because I just <laughs> did not want to, like, the, the thought of getting on a stage, I must have been like, 10 or 11 or something was the most terrifying prospect in the world I was like I'm not doing that anyway she sort of found the remnants she's like I've already booked you in so burn it all you like because you're you're going in two weeks and I was like no and we did like Saturday Night Fever at the Theatre Royal Lincoln and like the first week I was like and it was like three weeks long or something and by the end of it I was like oh like I got it like it opened up a portal so I know this sounds silly but I also I'm such an advocate for like drama in schools I know not all schools actually they don't even give it not all schools and I feel like it's such an important tool like not even just if your kid wants to be an actor but like let's say your child wants to get into like you know, d- debating or just speaking out loud because yeah, most jobs nice. require public yeah. speaking. Even if you're in a business, you work for Google, you work for anything. Like, even if you're a dentist, you have to talk to your patients. Yeah. There's a level of like feeling comfortable with your own expression and feeling like you can, you can, you know, come out of yourself a little bit that I think you can only, not only get through drama, but it certainly pushes, certainly for me, when I was a child, it was the thing that pushed me out of shyness. Yeah. And if I hadn't done that, I would never have been an actor. there's no way I would have been an actor if she hadn't pushed me to that it's weird how it worked out Mm. because then I sort of fell in love with it got bit by the bug as they say and then only then did I start wanting to do the school play before that I was a bit like I don't know and uh yeah so I just I'm just a big advocate for like drama for any child even if they're not into acting it's not actually about acting it's like just you being able to be yourself express yourself then be other things but to be comfortable within that rather than like stuck and sort of prohibited because that's what, what I was like. I was like a sh- like in a shell. A
1: repressed kind very of Very repressed, yeah I, yeah. I had a really vivid memory of, like really similar, like be very shy out in the world. Yeah. I think, I mean, people don't remember that way, but I remember feeling shy all the time. Yeah. And then I'd like get home and be crazy. And I, but I, mean, I was really <laughs> one vivid memory of like being in my garden with like a stick playing like, I think I'd seen Zorro on TV. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> like and, and, and I'd imagine I've been stabbed. <laughs> so I was like, I did not like, really <laughs> dramatic thing. And then like, I looked to my left and my neighbor was there and he was like cutting his, cutting his like, fucking head or something. <laughs> and he's he like, you are right, young man? <laughs> and I remember, I remember being, like, standing up and going, yep. Did you go inside. I side? <laughs> like, walk in the side, like, really quietly. Oh, but, like, that sums dude. up, like, how I felt. Like, I was so, like, was so, like, was, like crazy all the time. I was constantly like, I'm a normal human, I'm a <laughs> human. It, really, it hasn't really changed. Like, it hasn't really changed much. Mm-mm-mm. Like, it's, I wonder what, yeah, what were you like as a kid? John? I'm looking at Sean's <laughs> face like, listening.
0: The, 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 the bro. Do you know what? I was way too imaginative.
3: Really? I can see that,
0: actually. And yeah. I had this, like... I knew that. <laughs> Dude, no, 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 because no, I gotta oh, be real, I love this bro. It's I knew, yeah, that I knew that me and my dad got on in it, right? And it's like the government. If you know someone in the government, then
2: maybe <laughs>
0: <coughs> you can get away with a little more than the average citizen. So, oh! I just had this—I so... <laughs> just had this incredible sense of just—I understood myself, yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, and because of obviously my dad's involvement with with the church, and he, even to now, just like I—I I knew how to be. What I needed to be in front of people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what, that's a
3: good way of explaining it. Yeah. Because obviously,
0: yeah. oh, you've got Reverend Williams and Mrs. Williams and the boys, mm. and, and you've got to be your little pastor's kids, and da 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 da. Of and course, that whole dynamic uh, of. Yeah, okay, so the pressure's wow. And so I very quickly, and this is also something that I felt even as Eliza was talking, that even though she didn't move around, I felt like a lot of. I'm talking like I know her I
2: <laughs> You like, do now
0: <laughs> I feel like Your relationship with your mum That mm. was maybe where she Because you've got someone That is of a completely Kind of different culture In America mm. just massive Compared to, yeah. Yeah. to oh, England it is. Yeah. And so you're watching her Kind of was like watching her mum Find that balance yeah. of, of being a woman And being a mother And everything yeah. else And and as kids This is information We take in mm. Yeah. So Every I day. look yeah. at my parents And I go Okay cool so in church and at these events and thingy, this is how I be. <laughs> I walk like this and I make sure that my dad's collar and everything, right, let's be put together. But when I get home, I'm allowed to watch Gladiators <laughs> and I can watch Captain Planet yeah. and I can jump around. Power Rangers. And so what I did was I always pushed the balance of, okay, if I do what you need me to do in public, how crazy can I be in private? Got you. Yeah. So one day, like we, okay, like Sunday evenings, Bless Sister Merle. She used to make the most amazing butterfly cakes. And oh, I used to the the enjoy The little wings the and the cream. They're
3: yeah, my favourite. Yeah, little sponge yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah. So good. The taste with the little it. icing sugar on Dude, top. Mm-hmm.
0: She was just amazing. <laughs> and don't ask me why. Tadisha and Shelly Ann have come to church this week. <laughs> why do I think it's a cool idea to call the fire brigade in church? <gasps> what? what well, just, just as a like, prank. Oh, my, my brother, uh, as in like... How old were you? Nine, nine, nine. But. Ba- eight or seven, oh. like, literally, no, 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 fire, and then put the phone down, <laughs> brother, no. but not realising they can trace calls. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, up, so, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch me do it three or four times, I eat three butterfly cakes,
3: Dude,
0: uh, we've been out of church for 15 minutes, it's time for us to go back in, so we go back here and I'm all back rolling, I'm nice, until... Oh, We've got a side door, bro. Oh, Not no. even that. <gasps> poof, poof, poof. Oh, whoa. So I'm watching all the Deacons get up. I'm like, oh, bro, The watching- Deacons. Yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Devonshire <laughs> Arms is like three doors down. So I'm thinking a couple of drunks are done run up. And I'm like, you man are going to catch the spirit today. Watch. <laughs> When I saw the fire brigade, oh no! I was just like, oh
2: sweet oh, Jesus, the guilt, and I—I like, I, I feel stressed. Bro. I did too, yeah. Oh my gosh!
0: And imagine my dad stops his sermon. Nah. it's not even like he let any of the others deal nah. with it. He went, <laughs> wait here, calls all the kids to the back, bro. I is oh, to this no. day that that one will never leave, dude. Mm-hmm. So after 20 minutes of, and he knew, yeah. he knew, he he knew, but he was like, let me see how long it takes this boy to. That's Lucas, bad. when we got to the end, and it was three of us, I remember just got for, the, for time. I just, I just said to my... I went, Dad. And I didn't look at him. I just went, Dad. It was me. <laughs> he sent my other two friends out. Do you know what he made me do? What? Shake every single one of the firemen's hands and apologise oh, for bringing that's them out. so sweet. He made me that's shake. And then
2: the, 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 the
0: top guy, the captain looked to me like, it was nice knowing you, little
2: man. <laughs> 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 no, lie, you have about to die. Daddy, uh, bro, we ain't coming again. I, I, I went into the office and me and my dad a <laughs> little,
0: well, he spoke and I listened for about seven oh. minutes. And by the time he was finished and I went back to Sister Merle, she she was just like, come here, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh bro. She knew that I would bro, and So as a child, I Gosh. really, and like, I stole my mum's engagement ring and gave it to Natalie Turner in
1: reception. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, this it's, is the it's romantic, it's romantic though. Bro,
2: <laughs> I like the, the, the
1: heart cool. The heart was in the right place, man. Did yeah, she,
3: like, she ever get it? back your mum Because enough. Natalie's mom,
1: Natalie's still
0: wearing it. Natalie. Yeah, you're a joke. <laughs> Natalie's mum saw me give it to her, realised it wasn't one of them, like, Kinder Egg ones. <laughs> like, that's a real ass. Gave, <laughs> a gave it to Mr. diamond. <laughs> I'm getting called into Mr. Precy's office at, like, lunchtime. I'm thinking, nah, because I want to spend an hour with Natalie. Like, brother, man gave her a ring. I'm kidding,
2: decided. Bro, well, when I was
0: walking and I'm all bouncing to his office and like you could see out the front first, I was like that's my mum's car. Uh, oh, and at no. that stage. But here now, as an adult, they just were laughing at each other the whole time. He was trying to tell me off. I didn't realise that though, so I was just, dist- I'm like my dad's going to kill me. Because yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked my mum in the morning, can I have your engagement ring? She was like, no. What? And she's like, what do you want it for? I go, I want to give it to Natalie Turner. She was just like, No. <laughs> So, obviously, when we're getting in the car for school, I'm like, I'm gonna get that ring now. <laughs>
3: so, when you got out the car and then, like, oh, well, where did you go?
0: No, I put more. So, there used to be this hair thing called jam. But it's like a real thick gel. Right. So, I was like, I'm gonna go put some more jam in my hair. So, <gasps> <when> I <I'm still, laughs>
3: You naughty little sneak. <laughs> sneak. <laughs> you know you thing. went in her little jewelry box. I was like, there's better for ring. Natalie there. needs yeah, me. I'm <laughs> You're gonna miss <laughs> Took it, Ruby, level
0: seven. So, yes. In terms of your question, I was oh, a little mischievous. Oh, yeah, so, well, that's only because I was just trying to figure out what I could and couldn't
1: do. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, I also bet parents oh, love that. I bet, I bet, I bet at the time they were semi like that's actually so joke
3: hilarious because they know they're going to tell that story. I think that's yeah. brilliant. it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I used to do some crazy <laughs> stuff.
3: Damn, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, I'm obsessed with that. Also, with the question <laughs> that you were
0: saying about when we were younger, why I think we got into where. we yeah, where we got to where we were, I think it's a, a balance of two things. I think it's purpose and exposure. Mm-hmm. I think we've always had maybe those qualities and traits yeah. that allow us to do our job. But until you're exposed to something, or a, like singing in church or at a, an event where there's yeah. lots of people, that's your first performance or whatever that i think there would have been something you saw whether we know it in our conscious our subconscious mind same with yeah. you That then it sparks something that then just grows within us and then we fall in well we think we fall but we're maneuvering into the right things her yeah. mum obviously saw something why of all the things she could have been put into as a summer camp yeah. Yeah. why
3: that isn't yeah. that interesting never did, I didn't really I wasn't the sportiest kid I didn't do right. like archery or anything it was just more like she knew that I was so goofy at home Dude. she saw me playing and do, doing the accents and the silliness yeah. and she was like there's something in her yeah. that actually we need to get out it's so exactly what it is Sean it's just yeah. a sense of like she doesn't think she can do it but the minute she's exposed you know it's scary is as, as always at first yeah. if you're trying a new thing sure. especially if you you think in yourself oh that's the last thing I could do the minute you're comfortable with it you're like oh oh my gosh now I sit amazingly in this and then before I knew it it was something I wanted to to pursue which was crazy to think as a child to now like performing on stage being on tv like Hmm. it just seems like alien that that have been my attitude before um but i do remember my mum is hilarious she's so she's from iowa which is like in the midwest of america yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and we were were just there actually i was there for a whole month like seeing family and stuff and um she is such a she's worked for the nhs for like 30 years when she first moved to england she was like 35 i think and then she's uh yeah she she was she younger maybe she's like a bit younger than that but yeah she she worked for like 30 years the NHS like absolute bulldozer came in as an American nurse and they were all like who do you think you are and she's like I'll fucking show you and then that was it and then, then they were like wow and then she became like an amazingly top boss kind of thing um, but she was like it's "Such," she has such ambition and I always looked up to that but the minute I said I was going to be an actor I know that, that she wanted me to go into a medical field which I was totally happy to oh, do she- but I took sciences for A level wasn't really good at it I loved biology but I just <laughs> couldn't wrap my head around the chemistry like I worked so hard but I wasn't it wasn't it's not naturally who, who I am. And to think I could have forced that and forced that but weirdly somebody said to me and she agreed they were like she should just try out for drama school she should just try out just see what happens and none of us thought would happen because my dad's a pilot as well um, he oh, used to cool. work in the REF so none of us come from like an acting world although yeah. the two of them are such strong characters like watching my mum like okay get your ass downstairs and my dad like right it's tea time you know between the <laughs> two of them I was like this is like a co- co- comedy sketch like yeah. watching them and they called Ray and Edie and like they're I just so is. cute and um, so yeah watching them all day long I was like oh you know fascinated but then someone said try out for drama school my mum went yeah you can do that just to get out your system but no one thought anything and it was weird I didn't get into any other drama school and then like RADA was my last set of auditions and because I'd not screwed up the other ones but I was so young I was like 17 when I auditioned and like oh, 18 wow. when I turned yeah, when course. it you know t- like started so I I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know what monologues although um you know I had like amazing help from like all kinds of people teachers and mentors and stuff um but yeah weirdly Rada was the last set and I thought well I'm never getting in here so it's the last set of auditions I will just I know what I'm doing because I've you know been rejected but I've done yeah. all these other monologues and other, and it's so scary And then once you've done a few of them you're like whatever so I literally was like well oh, I did it and was kind of like, like in the room because I wasn't as scared mm. and weirdly got a recall for it and I was like what that's when I was my like silliest it was just really weird. I kind of let it go because I was like there's no way I'm yeah. getting into any of these schools yeah, yeah. and then the next recall and the next recall and you kind of go through like I think it's four rounds all in all and they auditioned for thousands of people and then you know taking a, a group so, so it was just so weird that I got in and my mum she, she was really like funny about me being an actor because when I said I'm going to be an actor she was like why would anyone do that the financial instability and the like <laughs> lack of structure. Why would you do that to yourself? And um, because she wanted me to be like a dentist or a doctor or something. And so, anyway, she was like, "If you get into that school, you can be an actor. If you don't get in that year, I'm not. You uh, know, you're not, not going to have a little gap. Year. You're not going. I'm not going to wait for you. Going to go to a university and you're going to wow. study whatever. So you're not going to do that. I remember thinking, Oh my god! So when I got to like the third round, I mean, there was one more round, and I never thought I was going to get. It. And when I got in, it was like, ah, wow. you know. And she, so she had to admit, she had to go. Oh, okay, that's your. Fate, that's your destiny then. And so she allowed me to obviously go to school because she was like, if you get in there, then I'll let you do it. And now she's like my biggest fan. She's got me on Google Alerts and everything. She's always like, she knows what I've done before I've done it. I'm like, how do you know? She was like, so I read an article that mentioned that. I'm like, what? It's crazy. So it's really crazy how that's now flipped around and she's so proud. But, you know, especially for like parents that don't come from creative you know world it must be crazy when their children go I want to be this and that like something wacky and they go that's not a career did you guys experience that when you said I'm going to be this and your parents were like
1: I, I it's so interesting because like my parents just never flinched like, like there's a strange thing where like wow. in, in a way like you look at I remember one time I'm telling one of my mates and they are like is that not a bit irresponsible <laughs> like <laughs> do what you want <laughs> darling I was like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly but seriously like, I'm like I, there was never a conversation about it like, I, remember I was literally just like I remember was, uh, well, the only decision that was made was that I was going to go to college to do acting Yeah. after school instead of like sixth form. Went and did that. And then, like, I remember literally the last week of college being like, Yeah, I'm not going to go to drama school or anything like that. I was, I was, I was, I was I tended to apply. I'd like to fill up my UCAS and stuff and yes. do all that. And then I was like, I shouldn't give it a year. And I was like, I'm going to give it a year of just trying stuff. I like, just brilliant. see what happens. And then, and then, if I get, if nothing happens, then if nothing happens, then I'll go to drama school next year. I'll try it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, like the last, yeah, so I remember saying to my I'm like, Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. And she was like, Yeah, whatever you want done, I trust you. And then like, and then the last week of that year, i got an agent and then I've been with them ever since. So it's just like, yeah, just, yeah. and they found me. It was really strange. Like my agent intense. found me, like one of my mates signed up to an acting website that was like a 30 day free trial and I was like, I want to do a 30 day free trial. Let me get <laughs> into it. So I, like, I didn't think in crazy. that 30 days, my agent, still my agent now, found me and was like, hey, come, come on audition, like audition. It's really strange. I hold an audition for actors at the agency and like, it was like 40 people all in front of each other and I went and did a monologue from the play that I love I was so scared. I remember like nearly being sick on the train. I remember like, actually, like <laughs> I like I couldn't eat, and I was like hey, I like, eat like, fruit, fruit pastas to get some sugar. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Wait, one more. <laughs> <I> was, like, <laughs> so stressed. But yeah, like so. No, they were cool. Yours, you wow. were stressed about. Do you know what? Um,
0: my dad and my primary school teacher, Miss Reigns, they hijacked my childhood. But <laughs> like, um, no, with, with
3: creativity and stuff, dude, they pushed in you into that world. Yeah. Every
0: every Sunday, like I was really quite mischievous. Right. So they would just like stick that kid in the Sunday school choir. <laughs> Before and he calls the, the fire. My dad just yeah. like, I'm gonna kill this kid. Like literally. <laughs> and my mum, bless her, because she <laughs> you've got my little because I'm in the middle. So I've got my older brother who is Leon's really good at just doing what he needs to do. Yeah and Wallace is the apple of my mum's eye. Aww. And so like and he's a baby at that point, so like he's quite young. And it's just like, if he's not doing that, why are you doing that? (laughs) So it was kind of like... Uh, Miss Rains was the first person I played Joseph in the nativity play, oh, right. like, and you know, in like most gospel churches, the tambourine's a big thing, right? But, but mm. yeah, bro, mm. but, yeah, but here's the thing: I didn't realize it was a thing, so I just thought everybody could play the tambourine like I played the tambourine, or like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, doing, tambourine's actually hard. It is it's hard. Hard. hard,
3: really hard. To right. get some juice in there, That's like <laughs> I do. So
0: she got a guitar out, and we sang like um, this once and this once. she juiced up one of them Christmas songs, and so I can hear, I'm, I'm hearing, her, I'm watching her play. And I'm like, there's a beat in there, a little three three in, in there. So I hit one beat, and she's just like, yeah, 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 we're gonna more do we that. that, we're gonna do it. <laughs> so that was the start. Um, and then she put she she put me into this um, BBC were running this thing called Song for Christmas. That's how I met Bob, right? And like, I think that was nine. And my dad helped me write the song. Wow, it was yeah, That's it was amazing a song how this N- worked out. And then from there, <laughs> like, my mum was always the person that what I said she 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 gave me normality. Right. So my mum would allow me just to to do normal things. Does that make sense? And when I wasn't in that space, I was just just another one of her sons. Does that make sense? Mm. Then she and and that was I've always respected that about my parents. Like as I've got older, I've understood the balance of of how they are and what they've both given me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what I call. The, the inspirational part of my life where we make stuff and we, we kind of conceptually just do stuff all the time, that's very much my dad. And the informative part that is more studious and diligent and it's a bit more routine and a bit more structure, that's my mom. Mm. and And I realise the best version of me is when I marry them together and mm-hmm. I don't try and lean into one or the other too much. I just sit in equilibrium and when they join... I'm, I'm my most efficient. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's it's how standing. I now try to be even what with what we do. Yeah. That we always use this terms like the right hand or the left hand because there are things that Lucas does, Eliza, that mm. even in thought process and stuff, I'm just like, bro, I don't know how you do that. And it's not my job. And I think sometimes as men as well, we our natural nature is to we we, we can sometimes be over domineering mm. and we can sometimes wanna control too much. And I think, like you were saying earlier, that can allude to sometimes a, a small bit of insecurity. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think when you're comfortable in what you do and who you are, when you see greatness in someone else, you never want to to, to unnecessarily attach yourself to it or make it a byproduct of what you do. Yeah. So you can just sit there and just go, "That's dope." Yeah. Yeah. And we have that, so you're never kind of fighting with a person to. Mm-hmm in any kind of yeah. and no sense, and no envy or any yes. kind of like yes. oh I
3: can't do that so then you resent yourself and then resent them that's a horrible state to be in yeah. like <laughs> I don't <laughs> get that like I I, I just yeah I, maybe when I was younger I envied this and that but the older I've gotten I completely agree with yeah. you Sean like it's so stunning to praise other people because all that love comes right back around not to sound like super hippie or no, but it's just, no. it, is, it yeah. is true like it's all an energy thing and if someone's just so amazing at something you just want to encourage that because yes. that's so good for them and it's just stunning to see people doing their best stuff and I mean, feeling yeah. uncomfortable in their creativity whatever that is um, versus you going well I can't do that so and then I feel like people can sense that when there's envy in the room or mm. something and then it makes them feel like they can't shine their brightest yes. because it might make you feel uncomfortable 100%. and then it's not really fair on either of you, you know so yeah. if, if everyone's just happy for each other then it just yeah brings out the best in everybody for yeah. sure but yeah it's, it's funny with performance because you do you probably both met people along the line who probably are a bit insecure and probably do make you feel that way oh God, yeah. and you can sense it in five seconds and you're like yeah. but I uh, And I actually think, bless them, like blessing is actually just, I know exactly where it comes from and I have such empathy for it, so... I just have to sit in their shoes and go oh I wonder why you think that about yourself and that's you know and I, then I look at myself and go maybe I've got my own insecurities about that and I then I'm consciously aware of not projecting it on other people because i never want them to feel that and you know everyone yeah. just to feel safe like I'm such a complimenter like I, I I just love that and you two are exactly the same you're exactly the same like I just sort of think why not make someone else feel good And especially yeah. in an industry that we, as we already discussed has rejection it's hard yeah. enough yeah. as yeah. it yeah. is yeah. so when you get the job just celebrate it because it's awesome I always also feel like especially with tv jobs you know you can maybe have like mates who are also actors that maybe don't want to watch you in something or they're a bit envious or they're like mm-hmm. but i just sort of think like the job's already done you can't go and reach sure, into the tv you. steal the role off me <laughs> take you know <laughs> you do it yourself and then put it back in. Yeah. It's, it's done just enjoy it just be happy for that person because it's yeah. just there it's just done you can't mess with it like yeah. it's, it's just funny to me like that sense of envy because it just doesn't breed anything good in yourself and it's not going to get you any further. It's going to actually push you paces and paces back and people can sense it and it, you know, might make them not even want to do creative things with you because they think, oh, if I sort of do this, they're going to, you know. It's just an interesting space and it's something that is often there. It's quite, you know, present in our industry for
1: sure. I think you use your Instagram in a a really loving way like that. Like you you really highlight people who are really... That you're fans of, and like your friends that you're fans of, and and in a very honest way, because I think sometimes people think that someone who's very complimentary Mm -hmm. is like often. I think people, it seems like people are quite cynical about receiving, like as if it's false. But if you, but if you compliment someone about things you really mean, you're just being open about them. Yeah. like, Like, Everything I said to you today, like you are an incredible actor, Sean. You're an incredible thing. These are just facts. These aren't even like, these aren't, co- no, it's not like trying, trying to be, no, but like, it, it, it objectively, it is, you know? <laughs> you're an and, like, incredible everything. <laughs> yeah. no, no, everything. I wouldn't dare limit you to both those things. But no, like, and I, I wonder though, how do you, because you obviously, as a result of the incredible success you've had, have a lot of people paying attention to what you're doing. How do you protect yourself from that? Yeah. Or, or, or do you find you need to? Or, or is you, have you cultivated a group of people that actually are very sort of, that like you can be authentic? You seem so authentic when you're...
3: Thank you, lovely. That's such a good question because I, I have quite a love-hate relationship with social media, which I think everybody in our generation does. Like, even if we don't admit it, I think I think we're more open to saying we kind of hate it yeah. these days because we are so lucky we didn't grow up with any kind of... You know, we maybe had a big old computer maybe in the house and and MSN Messenger, but that was it. It It didn't rule your day. Now, like, anyone can have access to you 24-7. And I know that, like, in so many ways, social media is a phenomenal tool, especially in our industry, to connect with people, to show people your work. It's a phenomenal... It's literally a... It's like a database for your... Creativity—it's like the coolest thing, actually. In some ways, I look at it and like that's genius. It's innovative. It's immediately shows a person what you've done, what you're capable of, what you're really like. For me, it was a really good platform to have because most fans of The Last Kingdom, because I, Lady else was watching in the first three seasons, (laughs) they just thought I was this nasty piece of work. And I remember actually, and I'll go back to like what I think about social media, but I remember I never used to have Instagram or anything in the first two seasons. I think, and I think it was the third I got it, and um all i had was facebook which is just a private account me and yeah. my family and stuff and but i went onto the last kingdoms like um sort of professional page and they'd posted like a picture of me as else with all sort of you know whatever and um somebody kept writing under it like this person's so nasty you can tell she's such a horrible piece of work what a nasty person wow. i hope she this and that and i and i was only like 22 or something and i was like oh my gosh and i was like Oh my God! Somebody thinks that maybe thousands of people think that maybe millions of people think yeah. I'm this nasty piece of work. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And I ran to the producers and I was like, Oh my God! What do we What do we do? This is so scary. And they were like, Darling, you're doing your job. Yeah. And I was like, Right. So I had to. But that even was still like, Oh, it wasn't enough for me. I was like, That's not. It's not fair though that they think that about me. And of course, as, as I said earlier, I'm so hyper conscious. Like, I didn't want to be liked, about, you know, be liked. Yeah, and like, it's just it was just so gutting and I thought what the hell and I spoke to Millie in fact about it who'd kind of had Instagram it was still the beginnings of all that it wasn't it wasn't what it is now it's a beast beast uh, um, but at that beginning she kind of had it and was like well that's a good it's a good space to express yourself and your your natural age you know way younger than the character you're not anything like it you know like, literally a completely different person so that's a good place to share that so I got it and all that and it was nice to then a lot of the comments I would get from people or people messaging would all be like I thought you were such and I thought you were in your 40s I thought you were horrible I thought you were and I'm so shocked and I, in some ways it was a compliment because I was like well that's nice at least to think but then I, I would then think how many other people think that? How many people? <sighs> do i have to oh do, have to prove that <laughs> i'm not this one. nasty person i was <laughs> yeah. like one by one how many like when's everyone gonna realize but then i also thought as i got older i was like well actually i remember you guys are probably the same when you were younger severus snape in harry Potter, oh, be like that guy the devil. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly the devil. So I, want, I didn't expect a the twist actor <laughs> and that's alan rickman yeah. but yeah. bless his yeah. soul like bless he's soul, yeah. you know sensational and i had the privilege and honor of meeting him and i remember and i was about I remember 19 because he came to, to that drama school. He actually went to that drama school. So okay. he came back as like a chairman, like speaker kind of person. I was like, this guy is amazing. And it made me really feel for actors that play villains, yeah. especially if they get typecast as villains. Yeah. Because they do, a good job. they do such a good job that you believe them. But actually they're sometimes the nicest people, but they're yeah. just they can just transform into these different things. So um yeah, I ended up getting social media and it was a lovely outlet to, to show a different side and yeah. like my youth and everything like that but then as it's like garnered more more attention it's, it's obviously incredible in some ways but I also find it to be I don't think human beings are designed we're not built to deal with that every day we, <laughs> were, we were running around in the yeah, wild with boars you. and saber-toothed yeah. tigers and now yeah. we're like our fingers scrolling, like sometimes my finger, scrolling. I feel like I'm getting early arthritis me I'm like too. I'm yeah. scrolling and I'm like two hours has gone by where's my life am I going to wake up when I'm 80 and be like hours of my life went by while doing this or, or or for me it's the it's comparison city you go on that you open the gates to comparison city and you look around and you go oh I'm not that I'm not that and as much as you can be very happy for other people because as we said we're very good at yeah. expressing that that's our natural way of being you can't also help but absorb other people's stuff. And for me, especially as a woman, I follow a lot of accounts like fitness accounts things like that right. and you, you know I can't help but look at these other women and go oh, I'm not that yeah, I don't look I'm like that, that. I don't. Yeah. you know and you come away feeling so terrible about yourself and but it's weird people have even said that about me they go oh, I looked in your account and you, you know and everything is just a highlighted you know zhuzhier shinier version of you I know I don't always look like that I know I don't always act like that but yeah. it's it's highlighting those brilliant moments of whatever and you know some people would even say oh you're so this and, you're, and I think god I don't think of myself like that but you see me as that God and I see those people as that and the <laughs> whole thing is, is mad. it's mad it's smartness. like a maze of yeah. like psychology n- nuttiness so I often think in the future I feel like because people also follow trends and like we all want to be a part of it. Yeah. We don't want to be excluded but I see it as a game now and I know I'm mm-hmm. playing the game. As mm-hmm. much as I know it's a game and I don't like the game sometimes I log on to the game I'm like it's not a nice game but I know it's <laughs> a game and unfortunately especially as actors yeah. they look at that. Yeah. It's now part it matters, of the industry no. and it matters. Thing, so yeah. if they're choosing between two people who look kind of similar similar you know whatever then they're going they're kind of similar but this person has whatever like million, we're going to go for the them. Reason. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're going to get bums on seats or so they're they going to get attention and they're going yeah. to garner or whip up some kind of, you know, whatever. And you sort of think, whoa. So because of that aspect, because I care about what I do and I want to continue being an actor and yeah. playing these fabulous different characters, I know, I, like my business mind goes, you've got to keep playing the game. As much as my personal yeah. human heart goes, I don't want to play this game, to play blah, blah, blah. game. So it's like a weird toss-up between that and there'll be days where I go, don't go on that. Yeah. Just don't go on it. Because as just a person who's living the life, it's not the nicest Place to be. Yeah, it's it's funny. I bet you guys have a similar well, I relationship think you're, I think to you're it. Playing like good games, clean game. <laughs> Eliza's yeah. like playing a clean game. <laughs> yeah. All right. I,
1: I think you're, poker face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but like it's authentic though. I I, I don't think it feels <clears throat> poker face. I think it, like as a fan of Instagram.
2: Please,
1: If I was on Instagram, I'd be a
0: fan. Ah,
3: see, so <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is we right have to hear about your yeah.
1: She did the right thing very recently. as well
0: I, Wow. I sometimes I got to a place where I'm okay with knowing what I need to do to keep me centre. Yeah. And I I was saying to Lucas that sometimes, like you said, because of the nature of our industry and the projection of what social media is, because so much of our industry does business there, that I realised that I didn't want to get caught in something that I know invariably makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, I find it really hard to take pictures of myself. Oh seriously gosh.
3: you're so stunning no, but, but, but I know so, you mean it
0: but, but honestly, it's also I can't
2: yeah.
3: I just I, I, you know
0: yeah. and so if I don't get something that maybe was happening in the action of something I can't sit there and go okay I'm going to do this so I'm in this place where I'm kind of like okay we have some platforms and the platforms create the perfect house
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: for people to I want you to feel me before you see me
2: yeah
0: and I, I felt like the the most authentic way for me to do that is to to present to you what is the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. So, through what we do with Think Eden, it's like mm-hmm. our media platform where we, we can um, put out our ideas, um, our music, um, shows. Like mm-hmm. There's a couple of shows that Lucas has written. Eliza, I'm telling you, if he'd actually, when I was begging him to, yeah, just... <laughs> put himself <laughs> in the, the, the most amazing thing
2: yeah, that he, yeah. and
0: every time I said to him like bro like obviously I can't tell you your job and I'd never do that <laughs> but I'm telling you I'm just saying wow. if you go in this this thing pops in a minute yeah, bro, bro I know da, 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 da. and then we'll get like a little down line you'll be like I should have maybe put myself in that <laughs> I don't listen you're too humble
3: you're too I humble realize, Eliza yeah. so
0: I'm just like okay no. cool if I can hide me because I, I don't want to put me there so much mm. behind what I've built to help people mm. Mm. Yeah. then I feel like the version you get of me I'm going to take away a whole bunch of expectations because you've come into contact with the intention of who I am yeah. rather than you judging me by the projection of what you think you see and what you yeah. think I am yeah. and, and that's why I enjoy doing this and I think I'm a bit of an introverted extrovert because mm-hmm. I love doing what I do but I like the comfortability of authenticity.
1: If that yeah, makes sense. 100%. Which is why I love yeah. this platform. But I also yeah. find it so interesting that you removed, you removed yourself removed off social media when our TikTok wow. blew up. Yes, that's what I find oh. really I had to commendable because, because was it
3: overwhelming? Was it the sense no, of like I just I didn't...
0: I, prevention is better than cure. Oh oh oh! Tell Ooh. him again. Tell Ooh. him again. Tell Ooh. him again. Tell Ooh.
1: him again. Tell, him again, tell <laughs> him again.
0: Prevention has always been better than cure, and I think <laughs> that alludes to the fact that we hung out with older people. Because older people will tell you, don't do that so you don't have to go to the doctor. Yeah, that's So trim. I realized with the nature yeah. of the content we were making, I didn't want to put myself in a position where I'm potentially going to compromise someone's healing process based on something I may react to and forget to respond to because emotionally I'm still a man and I'm going to do dumb stuff. Yeah. And if I can eliminate <laughs> no. and eradicate the amount of stupid... In my life, yeah. just by making a decision that means I might delay a comment oh, yeah. or uh, an interaction with a person a little further down the road when I'm more in control of myself, to sit there and just be able to leave it right where it is. So and it
3: doesn't have an impact on either person, Eliza, party, and yeah. And what we're doing yeah. is
0: bigger than me sitting down and going, oh, I said that, you know, and do you want <laughs> like,
3: to... And I don't yeah. want to
0: be, like, yeah. I think there are things sometimes yeah. that push us that's bigger than us, yeah. and... I'm not going to compromise someone potentially seeing a broken relationship with a parent or being brave enough to love again. And I wreck that because I said some slick stuff yeah. in a comment. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it's
3: so yeah.
0: interesting. It's, it's, yeah. And yeah. I think also on the mystique level, it makes people go, okay, so then if he doesn't want to present him, what is it about this Think Eden concept that these guys are, what am I missing in yeah. what they're presenting?
1: That's your journey. I have such. Mm-hmm. I wish I felt as. Um, yeah. I wish I could commit to it as hard as you have, because like I, I feel everything you said. I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then there's a. But you run our platform. You can't yeah. commit to it the same way. I <laughs> <laughs> why ain't no one gonna be saying, bro? No, I, I need you this. there I going. Yeah, to yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like. Someone's gotta listen to this <laughs> amazing.
1: <laughs> someone's gotta scroll like, through oh TikTok God. all day. Who else <laughs> is gonna do yeah. it? No, like, but in my person, in my person's well, because like. True. <clears throat> I'm there's no end to the level of like attention I want in some ways. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like and oh, if, I, if I'm being my most well, honest, so. I'm you by the way. Don't get it. Taurus. Taurus. Not, not weird at all. And what are you, Sean? Sad. Oh, what, really? What you, I'm you, Leo. Leo. So
3: I'm I am oh, that. Wow. Like, it's in, attention you naturally looking. have that thing of like every not to get into that, but no, 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 you go know, ahead. What, what does Taurus say when it says
1: stubborn? It's like t- Taurus mm. is like really stubborn, um, really uh, like this is the duality, so it's like, um. Which is really me, actually. I mean, it's it everyone's name, it? but it's like... Mm. But My little brother's a Taurus. So you're explaining, Yeah, Yo, you're describing it's <laughs> lover. It's like... It's like, <laughs> really, it's, it's like really bullish and really gentle it's like really wow. um, attention-seeking and really shy it's like really it's all the contradictions that is <laughs> Wallace <laughs> that is Wallace all <laughs> the way bro <laughs> hey, then, um, <laughs> I'll do this podcast and sort of sit and be sort of like, you know, like, like, like smouldering yeah,
3: yeah, but also yeah, yeah, yeah. pan in pan like, in <laughs> no, exactly it's my, my time, time to show <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah,
0: yeah. I love it
1: like, it's, it's all that love kind love of it. shit and um, <laughs> that's completely oh. always has been completely me like I'd like wow. on raining days at school I'd like put a little show on for everyone but then be like really shy I mean like that kind of stuff I love that so anyway. sweet If I remember correctly, I'm probably like like a romanticising <laughs> yeah. the sympathy of it in my head, be like raining and I sit <laughs> on my own. I remember it so well Bro. now, and-, and everyone was staring at me and enjoying <laughs> a good yeah, time. But exactly. I mean, even on the way home, about to sit on the train, I was like, listen, to this really sad song. And I was like, God, my funeral will be so sad. <laughs> Webby
3: Doesn't seat, everyone Webby wish seat. they could attend their own funeral oh, yeah. and see who turned up? Hopefully what it love was love like, it. yeah, yeah, and what love they do? It. Everyone wants to do that. It's like, who want to actually turn up and who's gone crown? <laughs> <I mean, I'm laughs> what kind of music who are the
1: you the real to ones? Play? Like, who's the real no. ones who are actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. But yeah, so we should probably wrap this up because we're at two hours. I don't, oh don't, don't want to go. I, I don't want we us to go. We could go forever and ever. We're at two
3: hours. That's crazy.
1: so much more. Well, you're on every Monday now.
3: Literally. I would love to, Like, if this is a regular thing, please bring. Your mum next time as well.
0: Oh I want to meet.
3: your mum. Yeah, she's
0: she's fabulous. Does she do all the like, the
2: collard green mac and cheese? She <laughs>
3: does do a bit of that. She does this thing called um. She does like uh. Was a green bean casserole? It has like crispy fried onions on it, and then she just this thing. And I don't know why it's called it's called like something trash ham, which sounds really really random. No, no, but no, it's mate. basically a big ham hock, and you you have to pour. This sounds mad. Full fat cherry cola or full fat cola, but cherry's better. I heard about it? Or about in this. it, and you like bubble it, boil it yeah. in the cherry cola. For, like half an oh, hour right. something so release really like low heat and then it like absorbs all the sweetness the mm. cherriness into the like fat of the, the pork it's mad and then you kind of it's all in the glaze and then this like mad sticky glaze comes up in the pot and then you like roast it for how long for Thanksgiving? I know oh, literally yeah. she makes her own like pecan pie, pie homemade I'm trying yeah. to get
0: like a little thing anything, and yeah. like, yeah. like, like, have all, like, little all thing. the turkey
1: oh my god that'd be yeah. unbelievable
0: honestly
1: we oh. need a side plate please thank you before we do is there anything Something I just thought about the way done, I was mm-hmm. like, is there anything that you think fans of The Last Kingdom would want to know that they've never been able to hear? Oh, Like, I just... Yeah, because I felt like there's going to be some people, like, no yeah. one of my favourite shows, like, the stars I'm talking about, you're also like, yeah. give me some... You know, fucking
3: yeah, what's it really like? Yeah,
1: all, like, or, or, like, or, just, or just even like, yeah, anything that comes to mind. You know your fans better than anyone could. Yeah.
3: So. I mean, I think a l- we... the the fan base is like unbelievable we had the kindest people in fact I had the honour of meeting quite a lot of fans um, in America when I was just gone I did an event in Kansas City it was like the first ever like Last Kingdom convention purely for us which was mad yeah 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 and we had like six or seven actors um, and all these amazing people came from all over America but all over the world some people came from like Brazil um, and they all came to sort of like hang out with us for three days and meet us and talk to us and we had all kinds of like panels you had like one on one or then it was like me and Fifteen fans, and then there's a massive panel with like 200 people. You know, all of us like chatting with mics, and it was so sick because you could tell they just loved even though I played a villain they were so kind they were just like but we love this story we love to hate her we love, we love that, that you're doing that we, we yeah. adore it we love all the d- different dynamics between all the characters that's what we're here for like it wouldn't be a show if everyone was just like la 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 <laughs> like they, they loved all that and so they were asking about you know what's it like in between takes because I think that's when it's crazy to see somebody go into character and then it drop mm-hmm. and then you're like oh and no, then they're putting on again and then they drop and they're like what do you do in between and we are just the silliest 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 people and like I wished I could share the the. <laughs> Amount of ridiculous videos because there's just it's just too many of them of us just prattling around and we're honestly just like best friends and such a family vibe and like everyone is the sweetest person and very very silly and like people are so talented and it's weird because I don't do a lot of scenes with like the Danish characters like a lot because they're like the other sort of side of the story yeah. so I love it when the show comes out and you see all the Vikingy stuff for me I'm like an audience member then in that light because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen any of this so I see all the Danes like Ugh! and then when you catch them like in the makeup trailer like hello like sweet. <laughs> Scandinavian actors, like they're so cute um, and it's just like amazing to see them transform and like the, the pride I have for everybody in the show is like crazy. So I guess yeah. I'd just say that we are all a bunch of silly sausages and nobody's <laughs> nobody is a villain, especially not the people that play the villains. We're actually probably <laughs> the silliest. Yeah, right, Probably. Right. So that's what I say to the fans is anyone that plays a villain as well, just just give them some love. They're just, they're just doing all they can.
1: you. <laughs> honestly, we're so honored to have you. Thank oh, you so much for coming on. Thank you um, so much for having me. Um, honestly, really what
3: an honor, Luca. And Sean and thank Jam, you. thank you so See much. You every week. <laughs> yeah, every week, Literally please. <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> honestly, <laughs>
1: honestly, If um Love if that. you listen to this, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Think the Media, I think. Um I think so. <laughs> we're available I think so. You'll, you'll find it. <laughs> I'll, 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 it's somewhere On somewhere. <laughs> um, um, Spotify, Apple music, uh for podcasts even, um all the places. Listen, I'm I'm too everyone by the, how much all. I enjoy the conversation oh. to do the plug in bit, so just it'll be in the description. Love you, Sean. Bro. Love you, Eliza. Love you guys. Love guys. Thank Your you so best. much for listening to this video. Take care. Peace out, guys. Bye. <laughs> Letting love exist in love should be the greatest aspiration of our lives. Be it your romantic love, your friends, or your love of collecting niche, rare coins, or whatever weird, wonderful little things you do, you weirdo. Because the intoxication of love isn't a masking of the real world, but rather it's a waking up to it. Love isn't a numbing agent, it's a stark and aggressive reminder of the fact that this precise form of conscious experience
2: is finite and fleeting. Spill Volume 1. Available on paperback. From thinkedenmedia.com.